Let's get ready to, to get ready. I'll just sit here in the deck. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Welcome yep. to the kitchen table, Katie. Oh, yeah. The dining room table. Please separate the spaces, Sean. How do you feel about today's lie detector test? Lie detector test? I feel mm-hmm. pretty good. I'm usually pretty calm. All right, let me feel your wrist. You're the one I'm going to ask you some questions. You're the one that's very startleable. So I have to go, boo. The other day I walked into the kitchen in my slippers, dragging my feet the whole way like I normally do, and I scared you still. Nonsense. <laughs> I have a heart of a lion. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a cowardly lion. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. I'm Katie. And we're here to rock your socks off. That sounds very hardcore. Maybe mildly, like like the way you like to wear them. We're here to slow dance with you. Ooh, slow dance. You always talk about wearing your socks like as if they're uh, convertibles, like where their heels are off. Maybe that's what we're, we rock your socks halfway off. Yeah. Listen, I feel bad, Katie. Why? Well, um, I may have done something. What'd you do? I, I may have used mind control to uh, mess with the earth. I don't know. I, I know. You have to make a big retraction. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. Dear people of Iceland, mm-hmm. you have my sincere apologies. I did not know how powerful this podcast had become. Mm-hmm. I am We ashamed. have God's ear, clearly. The maker of the world is like listening every week. Yeah. Um, was it so, like two hours or two days after? That no, that it was happened? like a couple of hours after I made my statement. So if, you, if you're new to the Christ. podcast, I did something terrible last week. I said, um, we're number one in Iceland. And if, you know, if you don't want anything bad, like a large volcano blowing up, uh, make sure we're number one in Iceland again next week. Or, yeah. And I you have know. two days or some joke because Sean was in Paris, Italy, when the last volcano erupted and you got stuck because right. of the cloud of smoke and stuff. I felt like I had a special connection with the earth. Um, yeah, so I thought I could. Mother Earth. Yeah. She's Anyways, best I friend. apparently pressed the uh, the button, the explode volcano button a little early. And, um, and so I'm we sorry. took away all of his buttons, you guys. We took away all his power because he clearly can't be trusted. I have to wear mittens. I can't use the Kitten remote mittens. control. No, but what? That was crazy. Like. When I saw it on the news, because one of my friends actually from college, uh, Michael, he lives in Iceland. Yeah. And he showed, remember, I was like, he's there. Like people went out to see it because the lava was flowing and stuff. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God, Sean. Oh my God. I felt really bad. And <laughs> obviously we know that I did do it, but I, I just feel bad that I did Sincerest it. Sincerest apologies. So, ooh, that button, it was sensitive. I, I touched it too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, keep it up, Iceland. Uh, or, you know... <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so rude. So rude. No, uh, I, the, the part that I really want to be honest about is that I, I was really hoping there was no calamities that had happened. Like I it, haven't that heard it, anything about that yet. No, it was kind of remote and it didn't yeah. really hit uh, any villages okay, or anything. That's good. Yeah. Because joking about, a, you know, a, a natural disaster. If you're funny, it's, it's okay, but I don't have any funny jokes. So like it, it would just be a guy making some rude comments about it. Well, it's just bad timing. Cause it happened in, in our in your defense. We recorded that Thursday and that went out Saturday and the eruption happened Saturday night. No, I think it happened on on Friday. I don't know. No, it was like Saturday or Sunday. OK, I think. But it doesn't matter either way. Greenwich Mean Time or Pacific Standard. What time did it? <laughs> hey, if you get confused by the different uh, time zones, let me know, because I have a hard time with them. I kind of have a general concept of what's going on. Like how? How so? Well, 
because I deal with them all the time when it comes to like scheduling live streams and Patreon and things. Right. Half of my brain is leaving on a train going no. west. Already wrong. No. From New York. Bad. Why? No. The other half of my brain is going east on a train. At what point in time will they meet up? That has in- nothing to do with time zones. <laughs> the like, trains will cross over time zones though right it does it is it go underwater because if you're going east from new york you're in the water so good luck okay Two in words, a plane good luck sean's brain why how in any stretch of the imagination is that a time zone thing well because the planes will cross time zones that doesn't that has nothing to do with it welcome to opinions that don't matter we are basically talking gibberish at this point well i do like time zones are complicated especially I don't find them complicated in the day, like regular, yeah. but when we have what we call, you know, daylight savings, other countries, like for instance, I talk to members of our community all over the world and some of them have not gone into daylight savings yet. So I'm an hour ahead okay, and they're not. So let's say it used to be nine hour difference. Now it's only eight hour difference. But then in a month or two, when they do their like date savings, then we're back. And that's when I get all confused. I wonder who's in charge of this uh, shenanigans. It's like the wizard in the Wizard of Oz. It's a little man behind the, uh, you know, a curtain, curtain pulling a bunch of levers. I think that's what's going on at the United <laughs> Nations. There's like, you put your left leg in, you put your leg. They're like, nope, Bob, you messed it up. You're out. And he's like, damn. Damn it. I you only put the time zone in, you put the time, time zone, zone out. out. Put the time zone or you in put the- and you fuck it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you take their daylight away and everybody gets depressed. Ooh. That's the folks. That's the folks. That's the show, That's folks. The folks. <laughs> you had one line and you screwed it up. Way to go. Yeah. I was thinking about that because we're watching a show on, I think it's Netflix. The home show, home building show. Oh, grand design. Grand design. We this, love it. But the guy is so good, the host. And I always think to myself, as someone who has filmed things in my lifetime, I'm always like, I wonder how many takes it t- took him to get that just right. Because he says things perfectly. You know, he'll be like, and this extravagant uh, layout could only be done. And, you know, he has all of his perfect wording as the drone flies away slowly and then a lot of moving parts, right? For mm-hmm. him to nail it, he has to walk through that field. He's always they coming. They always from- <laughs> send him through some sort of field or through a tree, some brush. Yeah, he to, comes out. He comes out and he sees the home that has been finished. Yeah, not from the road, like no, a normal person. He, he, he doesn't get out of his car, and he's like, "So here we are." He like arrives. He through, walks through a field or yeah, over a mountain. Always, um, always so, wearing a blazer. Well, actually, recently he was wearing like overalls and suspenders, and I was like, "Wow." This is a question for our audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe this is a cultural thing mm-hmm. between the UK and America, specifically the United States. And mm-hmm. I, I think Canada as well, but I might screw this up. So if someone wants to write in, let us know. But in the UK, um, you can't put a fence that says you can't go through this yard. You always have to have rite of passage as a not a pedestrian, but as a looky-loo, as a creeper. I was going to say, as a trespasser? Yeah. Um, basically, I think you you the law is if there is a fence, there must be a gate so that someone can make their way through your property so that you're not- That's uh, your property. Get the fuck out. Well, American to the left of me- Look uh, for bullets. Yeah. People are crazy. I'm they, not about to wander onto anybody's property. Are you kidding me? I moved to New Hampshire when I was younger. And I was all excited because I'm going to be in the Green Mountains and I'm going to go mountain biking. New Hampshire is like. Oh, 
It I was mean, stunning. Is it the Green oh, Mountains or the no, White Mountains? beautiful, but I was saying the people there are like out of my cold, dead hands. They're like NRA members. Wow, you're quite the Charleston Heston there. I do my best. Charleston? The Charles. Ah, doesn't I matter. don't even know his name. Yeah. The NRA uh, man. Yeah. Uh, Spartacus. Um, right. Yeah. On their license plate, it says live free or die. Or die. New yeah. Hampshire takes that seriously. So one day I'm mountain biking. There I am. This bicycle story. We've got some common themes some on the show. bicycle stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm bicycling through the woods and I kind of get lost, but Uh-oh. I'm, I think I know where I am because you can see power lines. Oh, so you're like tracking a trees. highway or a road. I mean, main drag. Roughly. Yeah. But I'm getting further and further. I'm getting nervous. I'm actually just getting hungry, but you know, I've been riding for about four hours and I've got to get Jesus home. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I went off during, it was like a Saturday or oh, a Sunday. I was like, I you told don't my have dad, to work? Good for you. Live it up, live in lodge. Katie, if you want to be a professional mountain biker, you have to, Oh, mm-hmm. how'd you know, that work train. out for you? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it didn't clearly. <laughs> Try my hand at podcasting. So, you know, put the hours in. So I was riding mm-hmm. my bike through the woods mm-hmm. and I came to a clearing and I was like, wow, okay. And it, Someone's I saw- property. Exactly. Careful. An American. Careful. License plate says live free or die. Live free or die. But (laughs) fuck it. You know, I'm mountain biking and I'm going down a trail that's kind of following these uh, electrical wires. To give you a warning shot? No. Uh, As I'm going through the the property, I look and there's a man. I can only describe it as like uh, Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazzard. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of overalls, long beard. You know, mm-hmm. countryman, countryman, and he's on his porch. He's, yeah, ooh, and he, ooh, he was like Elmer ooh. Fudd with his tongue sticking ooh, out. Ooh. And his gun was not pointed at me. Point but where you're going? Just slightly ahead uh, on the trail. Mm. And I was like, hey, you know, I hadn't seen anyone in a couple of hours. And I kind of got turned around in the woods, not turned around, but I, I didn't know where I was exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just getting back to the freeway. Got to get over to Enfield or wherever uh, the town was. You must have been close to him for him to hear you. Um, you know, I was probably from here to the street. So it's maybe a couple scary. hundred yards, mm-hmm. like, you know, not that far, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was looking for deer in his yard as well. I don't know. But in some, so. mm-hmm. some Yahoo on a red bicycle shows up in his yard, you know? <laughs> well, you and do, so, he doesn't know if you're up to, to harm him or exactly. rob him or so he's just protecting his own. He was like, oh man, I am going to bag me a Canadian. Woo. Next thing you know, there's like a. Well, I would, I would hope, I would think, because as I grew up in, for those of you who don't know, I grew up around guns. Yeah. Like not uh, handguns so much as like we. My dad was a hunter, so for a long time growing up, we. Um, my dad would just hunt, and that was what we ate all right. year round. So he would like butcher the deer, and then we would freeze the meat, and that's what we would eat: deer, bear, elk, caribou all sorts of stuff. So that's pretty much, and then fishing. So it was like, you get your own, you know, yeah. we had our own garden. Well, so, I'm totally fine with that and, and, or fine with that. Totally. And, but what I was going to say is that, um, when it comes to two guns and people with guns, I would like to think that they're more like my father, where it was like, if you were sketchy or be acting weird, he would say something to you and might show the gun to protect, but with no intention to, as you said, beg a Canadian. Yeah. So I'm riding across the field. I see this person on their porch with mm-hmm. their gun kind of trained. And I'm like, hey, got turned around, just trying to find my way back to the road. And he, with his gun and his tongue hanging out. He followed you the whole way? No, he kind of motioned towards, oh, like go that way. towards where to go. And I was like, thanks. 
and I just kept riding and I had my back turned to him. I was like, that's fucking terrible. The longest yard. <laughs> I'm trying yeah, to get out of his so yard. Scary. I was like, oh man, oh man. But he wasn't being aggressive. I think what happened was I came out of the woods. Um, he didn't know what you were. I was right. yodeling. Yodeling. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? As Canadians do. Yeah. Yodel. And my dad over a mountain. And then I knew which Where did way that to go. come from? Why so, do you make that up? I've never, you say it all the time. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice cracked there. It did. Uh, Had high, I think hard time hitting that, hit the pitch there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of us sings high. Um, so it's my dad, or sorry, you were asking where that comes mm -hmm. from. It's Bob and Doug McKenzie from Strange Brew. It was a skit on Second City TV mm -hmm. or SCTV. And that's apparently the Canadian call? Yeah, they were like two hosers. Oh, uh, you hoser. We should watch it. I, I've never seen it. So every time like, we do that, I know it's like a pretend Canadian call. Yeah. But I, I've, I always thought it must be something from, you know, I don't know. What's the comedy people you like? Kids in the Hall. Yeah, Kids no, it's it's not that. It's like a, a precursor to that, just sketch comedy that was mm -hmm. on TV. Uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie, they would do this call. And then it became so famous at one point. I think they, well, I do know. They made a Hollywood film about it. And oh, funny. It was, cool. It's really funny. Um, cool. Anyways, so you made there it. There could be more to it than that. I don't know. That was the so, call they would so do. So you made it through the yard. I made it through Everything's the yard. Everything's okay. Yeah. That's my bicycle story for the week. That's a crazy story. Back to Grand Designs. So the premise of Grand Designs, I highly recommend, by the way, Sean and I are hooked, is that people such as you and such as me decide, damn it, if I don't want to build my own home, fuck it. I don't like these, you know, prefab, pick these design type of home. Ticky I want to make on. a custom home for Sean and I. And who knows better what we want and is a better builder than us. Spoilers, they're not good builders. Also, their budgets are always small and something always gets fucked up. But so far, we've watched, what, four or five? Yeah. Beautiful. They turn out gorgeous. So and they it's do, in the English countryside. To be clear, most of them yes. do go through an architect. But Correct. what ends up happening is they run out of funds because this, this is the tension in the reality show, right? And it breaks. <laughs> the last night we were watching one and Sean's like, Oh, look, their spirits haven't broken yet. That must not be over budget. And then it was like the next scene where he was like, so we had to put things on hold and start putting on the roof ourselves. <laughs> they're up there. They're hammering nails. The wind, it's gale force winds. The guy's like, I only have 10,000 more boards to do. It was, His wife is packing her bags. It's like. It was not like that. They were shouting at each other. It was winter time. So they're bundled like Nanooks of the North. And he says, you cut these wrong. And then she turns, she's like, you cut the first one that I modeled those after. So who's wrong here? And you're like. Ooh, That's when I go get a snack. Shots fired. And I'm excited. I'm yeah, like, oh, like, the I'm relationship like, yes, is crumbling. Yes. They're running out of money. Because you so need far, tension. it ends up beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. And we love it. So they're not the architects. They usually hire someone, get plans. Yes. But when they run out of money, one of the people in the couple typically becomes the project manager. And they are, they're not project managers. So. No, they're like a horticulturist or a neurologist or. Yeah, which, you know, they're, they're competent. So they do get things done. But what I like is that on the screen, it opens up and it says February 2013. Yeah, it'll tell you the year. Like, Damn, like, it's an old like, show. No. No. February 2019. Then the reveal. <laughs> like, the, guy, the guy is like lost weight. He's gaunt. He, he's, his hair is is gone or it's gone gray. Their kids are grown. Yeah, the kids are They're off finally to moving into the house with all the bedrooms. Yeah. It's 
Anyway, I highly recommend it. But the Beautifully one, shot. Yes. Beautiful beautifully homes. Shot. And the host holds no punches. I don't know if it's a British thing. This is actually where I thought you were going with the whole like Brits let you wander through their property type thing. But I don't know if this is an American versus Brit thing. But if you watch American television, like the HGTV, like we love the Property Brothers. Drew's super sweet. But they're like kind to people. And they're like, this is a beautiful home. And right. blah, blah, blah. And like, it's got good bones. And da, da, da. We're, we're like fluffers we like make you feel good about it do you know they call a fluffer like make you feel i I mean i know they do in porn that's not what i meant i meant like they talk about you know that's what you're looking (laughs) at me for but of um like a fluffer of like making you feel good like we puff people up and we're like very kind even when you probably should be honest and be like this place is shithole but the brit british guy (laughs) does not hold any punches like wow i mean one year they always say that their timeline's one year and he's like that's gonna be tough this is probably, you probably bit off more than you can chew. Like, he's just honest. He's like, so you sold a perfectly good home and bought this piece of garbage. Like, yeah. <laughs> you seem to be really into rust and mm-hmm. peeling paint. Seems like a hazard. <laughs> Are you sure this was a good idea? No, man. No, I'm not sure. But they always say they're sure. Well, we except for it. the last episode, he was like, uh, yeah, I don't know like, if I love the design, but I trust oh, yeah. my architect. Yes. Yes. Anyways, if you're looking for a great show to watch, we highly recommend Grand Design. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, beautiful footage, beautiful properties, heartwarming stories. I really like to see how the relationship develops between the- And yeah. you get to see how it's made. Like the pieces. I love how it's made. Love it. And they show you like, oh, this wall, the way that we make this curved this way is by like pressing these pieces of wood together with glue in between. It's made. It's like a Dutch specialist makes it and then they bring it in mm. and you're like, mm-hmm. yes. You know how you're hitting middle age? You watch home shows and it's like, it's the Zillow porn. It's like that SNL skit. Yeah. Zillow. Yeah. Grand design. Well, we've been looking you for- You could live here if, you know. If you lived in- Europe and had that budget and time to put your own roof together. I wonder if that show is still on. Are we talking about a dead show? We're, we're watching hey, it on Netflix. It's so. not dead because there's episodes to watch and they probably haven't heard about it. Cool. It's well, alive in our. Check it out. I'll put a link in the description. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Feel free to chime in with shows that you like, uh, that you think we may like now that you know a little bit more about our aesthetic. Also, if, if you're interested, if you need a, a way to blow some steam off, I challenge you to drink every time you see that guy wander through the a host, field? wander through a field or come out from under a tree all of a sudden. It's amusing. <laughs> it's a template that they use for the and whole show. And he doesn't show. do it a ton. Like it's not like a drinking game. Like we would, we joked that back when we were watching Criminal Minds, if you took a drink every time they said unsub, you'd be like blackout drunk by like five minutes in. This is not like that. No. But he does it like four or five times, maybe, maybe 10 in an episode. Yeah. Sometimes he like pushes a branch out of the way and then he cruises in and he's, he's always like inquisitive as if he's never seen this yeah, field he's, before. He'll have his hands in his pockets like beautiful countryside. Yeah. Uh, Look uh, at the way the sun comes through the branches. A, a dapple, a, a dapple of light coming through the tree on the dapper gentleman. Dapper. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's wearing a uh, jeans, but a blazer, uh-huh. you know, and, and, yep. you know, just shows up out of the woods. Or a puffy oh, vest with yeah. a plaid. Uh, you know, long sleeve. Yeah. You know, what it just reminded me of Dapper. Who is that rapper? Dapper the rapper on you now? Oh yeah. I wonder where he is now. Dapper Dan? No. Dapper the rapper. Dan, was it Dapper the rapper? Yeah, I think so. Do you guys remember him? Um, I had to turn the light up a little bit, Katie. Let there be light. I was sitting here in the deck. Well, it was getting a little dark, and I mean, I'm a little pasty, well, so I reflect the light. And no, I I, I probably overexposed myself. <laughs> Well, pull your pants up. Let's get back to work. (laughs) 
I'm impressed with my joke. <laughs> no, it, it's it's pretty bubbled good. in my head real quick. I had I, to get it out. I just don't know if I should, you know, keep prodding. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Um, but anyway, Dapper the Rapper, super nice guy. I met him at Playlist Live years ago mm-hmm. when in my You Now days. And I just wonder what he's up to. Hmm. I don't know. That guy would spit bars for like hours. It's almost like busking, you know, when, yeah. when you're on a street corner playing a little song for people. Yeah. That's what You Now was. You'd have people, musicians just playing. And he'd have beats going and he'd, he'd ask people to give him lyrics to work with or whatever. And I was like, wow. That's how we found uh, Emma McGann. Yes. Uh, and we still keep in touch with her. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What's her husband's James. name? James? Yes. James is a great guy. Um, audio engineer, producer, extraordinaire. The super nice people. Yeah. We love them. They're yeah. super sweet. When we were talking Are they about- married? Or I want to say husband. I was like, I don't know if they're actually married. <laughs> they're partners, yeah. I think is what the, Remember, the Brits call it. Okay, funny story. And then we'll get into your letters because I know that's what you're really here for. You're like, shut up, people. But- Wow. They're not rude. I mean, they mean it in the most loving loving way. Um, But uh, now I forgot what I was even going to say. Lost my train of thought. It'll come back (laughs) tonight. You wake up in the middle of the night. "Ah, It was the tomato sauce. No, it's just, it was something, it was like a funny story. (laughs) Okay. Let's just move on then, shall we? Yeah, we'll move on. Okay. Let's get into their letters. Enough about us. Because we prattle, addle, addle. Oh, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard me um, crying to myself, but I've been listening to some new music uh, lately and it's depressing as shit. No, no, no. I don't mean crying to myself, but like getting all moody when I'm listening to music. Mm. But there's a band that was always on my radar and I knew a couple of their songs, but I had never given it the time of day. Okay. Who is this band? um, Screaming Trees. They're a band from Mm. the grunge era. Lead singer, Mark Lanigan, excellent boys, excellent musicians. And I've just been playing this album over and over. I'll put a link to one of the songs um, because we do have. A I remembered. Sp- lay it on me. Okay. Funny story. Ha <laughs> ha. So when Sean and I were in Scotland years ago. Good day, we mate. What kind of candy do you have in America? I'm just kidding. That's, I, was, that's, that's also, I know it's not a. I was like, <laughs> Harriet's going to kill you. My publicist is Scottish and she'd be like, shame. Um, anyway, we were in Scotland in Elgin at the Elgin Youth Cafe. And one of our wonderful uh, viewers and community members, Sarah, brought us out. And we, it was Kate, I think was her name. I don't think it was Katie. I think it was Kate, um, was a friend of Sarah's and also worked at Youth Cafe. Oh, married to the cop. But she, or they constable or whatever. But she, I think it was her boyfriend. I don't think they were married, but she just kept saying my partner. And in the States, I mean, now it's a little bit different, but this is like, what, six years ago? Seven, probably eight years ago now. Jesus Christ. But anyway. She kept saying her partner, her partner. Oh, my partner and I, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, she she must be a lesbian. Like, And this isn't a, any anything. It was just like- That's language. That's the term that people use in the States when they're talking about their partner, meaning, because back before uh, you know, gay marriage was legalized, people would use that term. Like, I also think uh, kind of the liberal side of uh, communities, like in the arts and stuff, people refer to their, also in Canada, uh, their- Their partner. Their significant other is their yeah. partner- uh, not necessarily their spouse or like, I don't know, term. It's just terminology. Lexicons change, but you're right. When we were in Scotland, I was like, oh, that's different. And I was like, everyone's oh, a partner. Yeah. Everybody's a partner. But for, for a period of time before I'd said something to her, like, oh, do we get to meet your girlfriend? Or I said something like that. And she's like, girlfriend, no, I'm married to, I think his name is Nate. She or said, Nick girlfriend, or- please go on, please. <laughs> no, she's like, oh, I'm not gay. I, my, my boyfriend or husband or whatever is a cop. And that's who I'm referencing. I was like, oh, you keep saying partner. And and then I felt really stupid. I was like, oh, and, and she was like, 
you know, she goes, you guys don't call people partners. And I was like, no, Kay calls me her property. She's like, oh, this, this meat bag that I carry around with me. <laughs> no, I just say my hubby or my, my, my man, or yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm just teasing. But now people say partner more, but that was one of the funny things because, um, Emma calls James her partner. Right. But by the time we met them, I was, I'd already been like, correct. To the lingo. I was hip. hip you guys partners or what? Hip, hip. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just funny because people also use the term partner in business. Anyway, it was just a funny, I have to laugh at myself. That was a like me tripping over my own idiocracy. And like, it's learning. That's why yeah. you travel. That's why you interact with other people. You don't stay at home looking through a book. You go out and you learn. You you talk to people. Yeah. You ask questions. You experience life. And hopefully you come back enriched. You didn't go to Scotland, go to McDonald's. We have Mickey D's here. You know, you, you go to Scotland and you go to the Druthy Cobbler for fuck's sakes. Oh, uh, the Druthy Cobbler. It's if so you guys good. are listening and you're near Elgin, oh, go to the Druthy. stop is, by the Druthy Cobbler. I think it's open. I thought stuff is open. I think it is. I bet you they didn't even close. I bet you they're like. But they have good muffins, coffee, and then at night they have like cocktails and like, I don't have surf food. Upstairs by the way. was music or uh, stand up comedy. But yeah, it, they had live music. It's like a small little, well, it was a cobbler's. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you out there who don't know, that's a person who makes pies. <laughs> it's a shoemaker. So, but they really fixed up that area. They, yeah. they like fixed, it's like cobblestone all through the town. Absolutely gorgeous building though. That, yeah. The, slip the wood that in. and the stone. Yeah. Oh, and they had, beautiful. whoever was the interior designer had taste or their aesthetic was closely aligned to what I think is not fancy, but comfortably cabin like it but, was like but escalated yeah it was very nice it was like a very nice uh ski lodge feel to it a little bit with the wood yeah and the stone um and druthy cobbler means the drunken cobbler yeah that's what we were told yes so and, anyway uh, love that place you know what i found out on that trip huh. uh from the uh, fine folks at the druthy cobbler oh. was that although whiskey is prominent and it's like scotch whiskey yeah mm -hmm. it, it's it's there right mm -hmm. we were on the whiskey trail for the most part, you know, or thereabouts. Mm -hmm. um, they were very proud of the gin that was being produced. And yes. boy, oh boy, was it exceptional. Yeah, Brockman's gin. It's amazing. I should order us some. I just haven't. Yeah. yeah we have to special order it. But although it's actually now available here somewhere. Okay. Remember the guy at the Misfit back when we go to restaurants? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it. And we never see it. Okay, we went to New York like, so let's rewind. We're in Elgin and we learn about Brockman's gin. Now Brockman's gin is like, it's got like berries. It's just delicious. It's amazing. I'm not even that big but of a it's fan. Not, I'm it's not, not that syrupy. big of a fan of gin. No. But it was you know amazing. But yeah, go ahead. I was just going to finish. So we love it. Then we get back and I try to find it here. Cause I'm mm. like, maybe somebody has it. We should get a little bottle of it. Blah, blah, blah. Can't find it anywhere. <clears throat> then find out online that there's some distributor in New York that will ship it to us. It cost me like 50 something dollars, which if you guys don't know, California is super cheap with the booze. So I was like, wow, that's expensive. But I was like, I'm going to treat. We're gonna, I'm going to get it. So treat we, yourself, Katie. Treat so we, yourself. So we like drank on that one bottle for like years and just like enjoying it. And then we go to New York another couple of years later and it's there. We see it. Remember? And I was like, oh, we could buy it in the store. And so we knew it was coming. We talked to the guy who owned that liquor store and he was like, it's coming. The distributors are pushing it. And then like three years ago or so, we were at the Misfit in Santa Monica and they had it behind the bar. And I was like, oh, it's here. And the guy was like, yeah, I had to tell the guy I wanted it, but it's on the list of stuff that we can get. So we know it's it's made it yeah. to California. 
I was thrilled. Thank you, Scott. Thank so, you, Scotland, for thank you, your Scotland. bountiful gifts. Delicious. So when you're younger, <laughs> mm-hmm. alcohol, you know, is alcohol. Um, and you, you don't really you know don't, that well, much about it. broke. Yeah. And you don't know anything about it. When you can purchase uh, something that's nice or you're at an event where there's a nice beverage, mm-hmm. makes all the difference. You're like, wow, this is quality. And when we were in Scotland, that gin was exceptional. And I, too, do not really care for gin that much. Yeah. Or I didn't at the time. This yeah. is, you know. It was like forever ago, but yeah, still. Yeah, years ago. I mean, I don't mind it, but it was never yeah. something I was like, hey, would you like a gin, you know, Ricky or whatever the hell, you know. But in our travels, gin is, is like super popular. So there's that gin distillery outside of Melbourne. There was the Brockmans in, and these are obviously years apart, but still the Brockmans in Elgin or in Scotland rather. And then there was, when we went Amsterdam. to Amsterdam, they give you like those goblets. A the GT gin and tonics is like a or, fish bowl. Yeah. And it was all sorts of stuff. Like I got one that had like an orange in it. Like a baby orange with like cloves all neatly tucked into it. And I was yeah, like, people wow. dig a GT. Really um, all about the I feel GTs. so fancy saying GT these days. Uh, so mm-hmm. gin is a really, in- everyone's making it and everyone's making great stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, in Scotland, the Brockman's is infused with uh, small berries. like Yeah, little, local berries. Yeah, the, the, the stuff that grows in Lynchin or... You know, it's like moss, berries like and blueberries, blueberries and yeah. probably uh, Logan berries or blackberries. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyways, fantastic, right? It's not like a cheap booze. Like, no offense to certain manufacturers, uh, Tres Olives or whatever. But when your vodka is Fruit oh, Loop flavored, like Tres Olives. Okay. Yeah. You know, Fruit oh, Loop yeah. flavor or Captain Crunch. Hey, what are you Rocio trying to? Rocio loves Fruit Loop flavor, so do don't even. I'm not bagging on Rocio. Don't do it. But. Hi, Rocio. Uh, what they're doing is they're they're making like a little gateway drug to get the kids that, mm-hmm. you know, why use milk in your cereal when you can have. Sean, that is not what they're saying. <laughs> it's just anyway, let's let's get into their stories. Let, hand me the enough of us. Yeah, en- enough. Or you're just but, over me. Oh, so no, going back, though, uh, Screaming Trees, mm-hmm. uh, I really highly recommend people go back and listen to them. Okay. Everyone knows Pearl Jam. Everyone knows. I don't know who Nirvana, Screaming Trees are, and I grew up in the Alice in Chains. Screaming Trees were the trees were there, like the trees at the. I'm beginning sorry, of the, the scene. name is just so much. It's too much for me. I think they started like in the uh, in the mid '80s, we'll call maybe them ST. <laughs> Not cool. STP, just Saint. St. We know STP is a Seattle to Portland bike ride that goes through Washington down from Seattle to Portland, goes right down through my downtown where I grew up. Another bicycle story. Da, da, ding. Were, you, were you one of those kids who would stand on the side of the road and wave? No. Or you'd hand out water bottles as they rode by? No, it wasn't really like that. They'd like, they had pit stops they could make. And one was just outside of my hometown where they would stop and stay at like the local gyms or people would house them. Mm. And it was always one of those things where I was like, this weekend's STP, which meant that a lot of roads were closed. So you don't really go out that weekend, but it was kind of cool. People had barbecues and stuff, but, um, my friend Ashley and I growing up were always like, one day we're going to do the STP and then we get to stay in our own house, you know, halfway or a little more than halfway down. I was like, cool, man. Cool. But we never did. I'm not a big bike rider like that. Oh, it's Street okay. bikes. Yeah. One last thing. Yes. I remember. Uh, and then we'll move into the end. Like, we keep, gonna, we keep telling you. We're going to string you along. You're not going to actually hear your letters. That was the hook to get you in. Hook. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, we're just going to prattle on. No, uh, I've discovered that yes. Katie loves the sound of British uh, British kids from Grand Design. We were mm-hmm. watching that show, I and the little that. kid said, uh, we, want, "We want this folk," and she's like, "No, I don't need it. I'm doing this one." He's like, "Oh, okay," and I was like, it's "So cute." Yeah, yeah. Little British kids are pretty funny. But remember, my one of my favorite Instagrams of all time is the. It's my favorite. Yeah, that's a British kid drinking a smoothie. Oh. He's like, oh, "It's my favorite. My favorite. Is your favorite? It's my favorite. My favorite." I'll put the link below because it's so good. I've saved it on my phone. Uh, Need to have it accessible all the time. All right. I'm going to pull up the letters. I just, that was one note that I had that you like the sound of British kids. But I love kids with an accent in general or kids speaking another language foreign to me. Like I can read it the regular way, baby. But the, um, like uh, when we were in Paris hearing children speak French, I was like, so cute. Even in Quebec, speaking Quebecois. So cute. Smoking a cigarette. Little kids. Riding like, a little hey, bike. He's hey. like, fuck off. <laughs> His handlebars like, flipped Do you remember that time we were in Montreal in the middle of winter and that dude, this yes. is a very Quebec thing. Bicycles are pretty big in You have in to Quebec. set the stage for this. My mom and Larry are visiting with us. Dead of winter. <laughs> we're downtown. Mega snowstorm. Like a real, a real, I was very proud that, that oh, that was another time <laughs> I affected the weather maybe. Uh, Sean wanted us, well, not me because I'd already been, but my mom and Larry to really see a, re- he, he does this thing where he hypes up Montreal winters all the time. And then sometimes when you go, it's a mild winter. It's kind of a letdown these and days. And he's like, and I, I mean, it's not like people are like, you're lying. It's just- when I was a kid, the snowbanks used to be 60 feet tall. I know that there's hardly any snowbanks now, but when I was a kid. You also, know- you were smaller, so they probably seemed bigger. Right. <clears throat> but so it was freezing and we, it's the year we got super, super sick, but Anyway, we're all bundled up like Nanook of the North. Like I remember, snow everywhere, icy banks. And my the eyes were even cold being like, outside. And we were walking all bundled up, and some dude rides by on the shittiest bike with his handlebars flipped the wrong way. He wasn't even wearing holding a jean his handlebars. jacket, smoking a cigarette. And I was like, that guy's fucking lost his mind. Yeah, I don't know what temperature it was, but that guy's lost his mind. Moments later, another guy was riding the other way, looked exactly like the, the first guy. And oh, he waved, he's that. like, salut, salut. I don't remember that. You know, it's a common occurrence. They, they're they fierce bikers. Uh, sure. Never mind the Hells Angels or the Rock Machine. <laughs> the guys you got to be scared pedal of. pedal bikers, not not to be confused with actual motorbike. Yeah. Like motorcycle riders. A jean jacket, a toque, a smoke, flipped up handlebars. I don't even know if he had a toque. I actually don't even remember. Mm-hmm. But he made some comment about us. And it I, I don't like being made fun of ever, and I'll never back down to people in real life. Kitty threw a stick in his wheel, I did, and he and I flipped was like, over. I was like, go fuck yourself. No, I'm just kidding. She's like, America won! But, but he said something in French, and I asked Sean, I was like, what are you saying? He's like, I don't know. And I was like, I can't understand you. You know. And I gave him the wanker sign. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I had a cold. I was just grouchy because I hadn't slept. Yeah. This is from Ellison. Are you ready? Lay it on me. Hey, Allison, how's it going? He says, trespassing before I knew it was illegal. I'm already excited. Hello, Sean and Katie and Sean. Howdy do. Howdy do to you. Hope all of the staff writers are doing well. It's always fun to hear everyone's stories. I agree. As your staff dad joke teller, Salt Lake City native, mediocre writer, sarcastic viewer, and resident Franklish speaker, I send this email to brighten the podcast and hopefully y'all's afternoon. Already done. Done. I'm excited. Thank you. I only moved once as a kid, but I spent 
Oh, but I was three years old and remember nothing. So I spent my entire childhood in the same house my dad and stepmom live in now. I could walk through that house blindfolded and backward if I needed to, but that's not what I'm getting at. I have a lovely story for you. I also feel that way about my the house that I grew up in. We still own it, but we don't live there. I could probably walk through backwards and in the dark and still find my way around. Although now other people live in there, so the furniture is not probably where my mom oh, had it. Who but. put that there? Anyway, trip over the ottoman. Right. We didn't. Even, ah, we don't even own an ottoman. We have an ottoman. My mom always had those little mushroom footstools. Okay. A large brown rundown house stood peering over the neighborhood just around the corner from my childhood home. It would stare as I sped past on my bike, trying to break the sound barrier. It was always that way as a kid. What do you mean you're not a good writer? I know it's a beautiful, beautiful to, writer. I know. Can I'm you, not a good writer. Can you read that line again? I think that's exceptionally well written. Just around the corner from my childhood home, it would stare as I sped past on my bike, trying to break the sound barrier. That's so I mean, good. you can't write a better sentence. No, but I used to do that as a kid too. You pedal as fast as you can and you could feel it pulling and you'd be like faster, faster. You just want to, but you, after a while you realize that your pedaling is not doing anything because there's no grip on it. You know, you're just there's not a, you're, you're, you need a bigger gear ring. Yes. Cause your, your feet are just going really fast and there's no like uh push or pull with it, you know? Yeah. Okay. There's no tension on the chain because Correct. you're, you're so strong that you're so fast pushing that. So freaking gear ring around so much. It's just like a car. You're revving too high, Katie. You got to shift into the next gear. Shift, shift. <laughs> okay. In the middle of the bending street, it was tucked away behind the thickets of bushes. Not the kind that saved Sean from imminent doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> and a handful of large pine trees. It had an old soul with no obvious signs of life. Aren't those homes weird? The ones that just look creepy. You're like, hmm. Yeah. I haven't seen anybody come out of there ever. I'm not a fraidy cat, but. You are. To go into a house where there maybe could be ghosts or something like this. <laughs> Why did the people leave? You may ask yourself. I don't know. Did they leave? Are they still there? Dun, dun, dun. Just then a knock <gasps> at the door. We should do one of those. <laughs> A horse walks. <laughs> I got nothing. Clip, 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 clip. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Ellie will get into this. Okay. <clears throat> no cars were seen coming in or out and no people's voices were heard. But there was a group of naive kids from the neighborhood that would ride past plain bike tag, wondering if anyone had ever lived there. Did this house date back to the 1900s? Was someone killed inside? Whatever happened to the people who lived there? These age-old questions were always on the minds of the neighborhood kids. One day, one of the oldest girls got the courage to step foot onto the property. There's always that brave one. It's usually a woman. I, women, I'd probably be that women one, Women are too. braver. <laughs> I'm not really brave, but I will do I will do things to like get other people to do things as a kid. So yeah, I'd go up I, and I knock on the door the and then run away. And I'd be like, you go, Nathaniel. Or like call somebody up. That's like, you know, I started it. You do the other part, you know? Surely this was a bad idea, but to look cool in front of her friends, she swallowed her fear and continued to walk up toward the house with her shoulders and chest held high. Glancing at the large metal trash can, she saw the can lid had been slid off halfway. I wonder what's in there, she thought as she stepped closer. Salt. Was this the kind of salt someone would use? Oh, they looked in and there was salt. Sorry, I'm not reading this correctly. Was this the kind of salt someone would use to remove ice from their driveway and sidewalk? No. It didn't look like the salt she had seen at her house, so it must not be. Seeing a concealed back door, she turned right and walked right over to it. There's no way this will be. Oh, she stepped as she turned the knob and the door creaked, allowing her easy entrance to the house. Run away! Abort. 
abort the mission. <laughs> I have to my, breathe. Here, feel my hands. Sean's got clammy hands. They always have clammy no, hands. No, but they got at least 10% clammier just now. Okay. Taking a step inside with no booby traps going off like the ones in Nancy Drew novels she had read. Oh my God, I read so much Nancy Drew. She stopped and gazed around to her surroundings. Two sets of stairs. I'm already scared. One's going to the basement. Don't go to the basement. Don't do it. With a cat picture hanging on the wall above and one to the left. Oh, they're cat people. They're probably nice. And one to the left going up into an open concept kitchen and dining room. Open oh. concept. Okay. Is it on, on Zillow? Yeah. <clears throat> Is it this near Austin? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> open concept, you say? Hmm. Are the, the cabinets Ooh. white? Possibly? Ooh. 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 What, Are what they kind of countertops? Yeah. Are those mm. uh, soft closed drawers? Ooh. Oh. Is there plenty of storage? Okay. <laughs> Someone was definitely murdered down there, so I'm not taking any chances, she said out loud to herself. She could hear her friend screaming her name. Oh, it's our writer, Ellison, Ellison. They cried. Sorry. Ellison, Ellison, they cried. Turning to the left, she stepped up the five or so steps to the kitchen door. Vinyl. Ew. This house was old. As she looked out the window to her left, a dying butterfly sat perfectly preserved in the chilling air of the abandoned house. What a, a pretty butterfly, butterfly, she thought. I know. She snapped a grainy picture of her sliding Samsung. Oh, she snapped a grainy picture on her sliding Samsung phone. Continuing into the kitchen, she was astounded at all the natural light and numerous windows that the numerous windows let in. Had someone really lived here? Where did they go? What happened to them? Also, why is their front door wide open? This is creeping me out. Her eyes darted to a silhouette of a man in the window of the house across the street. As fast as lightning could bolt across the night sky, she turned on her toes and jumped down the steps and out the door of the house, running right back to her bike, which she left next to all her friends. What was it like in there? Did you see anything creepy? They asked. Go in for yourself, she said. I left the door open so you could. Chickens. I added that in from <laughs> No other child ventured into that house ever again, and to her knowledge, it stayed vacant. The sound of the um, the soul of the body probably preserved in the trash can of salt haunted the house. It continued to peer over the neighborhood like an evil old man would do if any child stepped foot on his lawn. The house was later torn to shreds and the land was used to build a house for a family who now has eight kids. Eight kids. But if you Case- stepped into the woods at night, you could hear the ghost <clears throat> of old salt. <laughs> you kids get out of here now. Skip. Skip. Well, we didn't even, no one was there to skit scat. I just imagine that's what happened. I don't know. Eight kids. Jesus. Okay. How'd I do? I really was the only one brave enough to go in. I learned later that no one had died in the house. The owner passed away of old mm-hmm. age and the house was repossessed by the banker, whomever. Fair enough. It happens. Wow. What that an excellent a, story. Such a great writer. I know. I was Jesus. on the edge of my seat. I was really in. I was like, when she said turned on her toes, I was like, is someone going to be, 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 you know. Fan fiction at its finest, but this isn't fiction. This is just. This is real life, baby. Real life. Get with it. I do enjoy how you're narrating. You've really stepped into this role. You, you like my, you like my reading. I do. I'm a good reader. Yep. Okay. Thanks for the letter. Is that uh, the end? No. Oh, okay, okay. We're done with that story, though. Moving okay. on. Next paragraph. Yes, go on. In a previous episode, you mentioned that all of your staff writers seem to be shy and quiet people. I would like to say that I break that mold. I never struggled making friends as a kid. Someone could say that I had too many friends and was always a teacher's pet. I was kind of that way as well. Okay. I, I'm a social lady. I like to, ch- like to chit chat, especially in school. On my report card, I used to say talks too much inappropriate times every class. 
I was like, yes. Oh, it was a badge of honor. I mean, you know, social butterfly is going to butterfly. Can't keep me, <laughs> can't hold me back. Okay. But I wasn't the annoying teacher's pet. I was just on, the only kid they could trust to take things to the office and not stop by another class to goof off. That's totally fair. This trait lasted through high school and into college a bit, though college professors don't need teacher's pets. Agreed. It's They're a called totally, TAs. Yeah, but I was a TA in grad school and it, I know, but it wasn't, it's not the same. Like nobody even knows, like they kind of know you're doing it, but it's not, it's not the same thing. I know. I'm just. It was so bad to the point where I felt out of place when I wasn't the teacher's pet in my English class in my senior year of high school. But if you get me around people who all know each other, I will stay close to anyone I know. Oh, gotcha. So you're the only odd man out. I feel that way too. But I wouldn't consider myself an extrovert as I like alone time too much and need it after a day of socializing. Are we the same person? I think I wrote this. This is me. I just had way too many friends growing up and could jump from friend group to friend group like it was nothing. Same. I also never heard of any bullying that was happening in any of the schools I went to. I'm sure there was some, but I never knew about any of it, which I consider myself lucky for. Same. Yeah, it's like we live the same life. Because hmm. I used to jump from friend group to friend group because I was, the thing that was funny about me is that I was definitely like in the, I never think thought of nerd as a bad thing, honestly, but I was part of the nerd group because like I had AP courses and was like, you know, planning to call, go to college. And so I had my nerd group of friends that were like, you know, my close friends from school. Yeah. And then I played sports, like a lot of sports. So I had my sports group friends. You were a multidisciplinarian when it came to being a social butterfly. Yeah. And then like I had some friends that were totally grunge and like goth. And I thought that was kind of fun and cool, not for me, but for them. And like, so I had those people too. So I never really... I didn't discriminate. I hear you. I was in uh, debating. Mm -hmm. I was a debater in high school. Mm -hmm. I was in the war games club. I was in mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, I played rugby. Um, yeah. I, I raced bicycles. Kids have a lot of interests. And uh, then I hung out with, you know, just the, the near to wells. My, my good friends were, you know, uh, latchkey kids and we'd hang out at the shopping mall uh, after school or, you know, we, it, we never it was hung out at the shopping mall. Maybe it's because our shopping mall sucked. I had like Sears. It was the end of the 80s and, you know, it was mm -hmm. it was the height of the shopping mall scene, I think. Is that the shopping mall that I've been to? Fairview. It's really run down. It looks like a piece mm. of shit. Yeah. It, you know what? I think shopping... <laughs> <laughs> no offense, uh, old man Fairview, but uh, <laughs> you're missing a few tiles. Um, I don't like know. Like a lot of them and the signs are Put like... Put water half. in your fountains, for gosh sakes. It's so sad. There's like a dried fountain and rust, like where the water well, used snow to... snow sometimes. No, inside. The, the oh. fountain that's over by Eaton's or what? I don't even remember the yeah, stores. Yeah, put some but water in it so people can throw their pennies in. You know, a, a shopping mall should thrive. You know, Do they kids call pennies everywhere. pennies in Canada? Because I know there's like loonies and toonies. I was going to make a joke, but no. Uh, they're, yeah, they're called pennies. pennies yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't know. Are you having a laugh with me or should I jump in with a joke back? I didn't know what was going on there. Okay, moving on. Yeah. As yeah. usual, I have some awful dad jokes for you both. Lay it on us. I'm excited. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the utility closet? Supplies. Did you read this ahead of time? No. You jerk. No, I didn't. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. I, <laughs> Philly told Supplies. me that joke. Supplies. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you hear about the actor who fell through the floorboards? No. He was just going through a stage. Oh, oh but a if you're American when you go into the, oh, I know this one. If you're going American when you go into the bathroom and American when you come out of the bathroom, what are you when you are in the bathroom? You don't, don't know this one? No. My dad used to tell me this one. European. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> get it? Okay. What did the fish say when it swam into the wall? Damn. 
<laughs> okay. This, these are really good. That's all. That's all okay. she gave us for this week. Much appreciated. Also, appreciated. Also, much appreciated. You having a tough, tough time? I, yeah. <laughs> My lips are a little sticky. And, and you ch- yes, you have the chapstick. Thank you. That's what Always. I was going to lube up. <laughs> you know, if you're going to be professional, you got to lube up. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. Take that back. Retraction. I'm a professional talker now. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know you. Okay. Also, sibling story, but this one is from recently. (gasps) I'm excited already. I went home for an FFF, forced family function. Ah. And they all make me want to say FFF. (laughs) Laughing at my own jokes. F. F. Like E-F-F. No, like fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. FFF. It just says FFF. Yeah. Okay. They make me want to say FFF. F off, Mr. Leahy. Oh, Randy Bobandy. Okay. While at home, I got myself an entire box of vanilla zingers. Ooh. I don't know what that is. Uh, kind of like a like a, a akin to like nutter butter slash yeah, the wafers. You know those like those kinds of cookies you get in like a a strip of them like um tray? Like Oreos. Yeah, like a tray comes in a tray. Mm-hmm. I'll pull them up so you can see them. Please do. One night, I was filling up my water bottle, and my younger sister came in asking if she could have one. Obviously, I say no, because why would I share if I don't have to? <laughs> but after a bit of more pleading, I let her have one, and she had the audacity to take two. So rude. Like, what in the heck, Becky's? The audacity. The nerve. All caps. When I tried to stop her, she ran away saying that it was because I hadn't seen her in a while. What? So, like, you owe her? I don't understand. I don't get this. So, she was taking water from her? Her zingers. Zingers. Oh, shit. I Come was on, thinking Sean. bottles of water. I know. Why would that make sense? I'm just going to grab some of your water. No, exactly. So she was grabbing some zingers. She asked if you could have one. She's like, no. Right. Okay. Because she brought them herself. So she snatched two and ran. She snatched two. Well, she said, sure. After she pledged, like, fine, have one. And she took two. <gasps> Rude. Rude. The audacity. Okay. When I tried to stop her, she ran away saying it was because I hadn't seen her in a while. Well, yeah, I live in Idaho and she lives in Utah, but that doesn't affect the fact that she can just take two zingers. Such a punk. I love her, <laughs> but she's a total fart head. I love that fart head. My Utah insult skills run deep. Fart head. It's like butthole. He's calling my brother B-U-T-T-H-O-L-E. Spell it real fast. And run away. Shaking your fist. Jerk. Have an awesome weekend, y'all. Hope you enjoy the sunshine. Ellison. Hey, thanks, Allison. I love it. That's such good stories. Yeah, that was an excellent letter. She's an amazing storyteller. F-F-F. F-F-F. <laughs> I'm going to use that forced family function. <laughs> Even though I love my F-cube. family, there's always some F-F-Fs that you just don't want to do. Like, you're like, I don't even like those weird cousins or that part of the fan. You know, you're like, Mm-mm-mm. no. You I know? hear you. I hear you. When we were home, though, a non fff uh I don't know what you'd call it. Just a desired family function. A DFF. Desired family function. Yes, a DFF. Um, every Friday, I might have told them a couple of weeks ago, but I would go over to my grandma's and my cousin uh, Matthew, my aunt would be there and we would like just hang out and have lunch. And then we'd go through my grandma's closets because it's she overwhelming to her. Oh. No, it's it's more like lots of tablecloths and tons of Avon stuff that she never opened. Yeah. Because if you know my grandma, she's not much of like a perfume wearer or like a makeup where she's just not that kind of a lady. She's a farm lady, really. Loves a good set of silverware. I'll tell you that oh, much. Oh, and damn if she doesn't like a set of dishes. How many different sets of dishes does she have, you may ask? Like four, five. How many are unopened in the closet? Like 
another four or five? The Franklin Mint, I'm convinced, <laughs> used to just be called the Franklin. But when they figured out that old ladies, not that your grandma's an old lady, but that in the 1970s I mean, and 80s. So, yeah. yeah. Is she 86? Yeah. Really? Oh, I thought she was like 81. No. Oh, okay. Well, she looks good for 86. Uh-huh. I mean, I look like I'm 81. So, <laughs> but you know, the Franklin Mint, man, there was an era I remember where a lot of people were buying decorative. My grandmother had decorative plates mounted oh, on yeah, the wall. Oh, yeah, my Aunt Dina had them. Yeah. yeah, and it was like partridge and ptarmigan and 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 and. Well, you collect them of the states or places you've gone or all sorts of different things. And it's funny because we were going through collectible so, one of twenty million. No, be like one of a one of ten, one of a hundred. Right. Oh. Um, Get them while they're hot. But we were going through one of many closets that my grandma has that's just filled to the brim with all sorts of things. Like I'm talking a bunch of pot holders that have never been used with tags on in a bag next to uh, a set of sheets and then also perfume in a box. So did you switch all her current stuff out and put all the, the stuff that's in the closet out? Like did get rid of the currently used stuff? Yes. We took everything out of the closet, had her go through where we'd hold up. Like, do you want this? Do you want this? Things either went into the trash bin or the burn pile or to donation, depending on what they were. Okay. And then whatever she wanted, we kept, and it's so much nicer. Oh my God. Matthew's doing an amazing job. But, um, Anyway, we were going through interior designs by Matthew. Yeah. Well, I know. I was like, you should call it get it done with Matthew because he's like, get her done, get her done. Um, But anyway, we're going through all of these like sheets and towels and we're in like the linen closet. So what would you expect to find in a linen closet? You might ask linens, linens. But no, we find a bunch of frying pans and linens and a whole new set of dishes. Sweet. In those little zippy pouches that fancy dishes come in. And I told my grandma, I was like, you got a whole eight piece set of dinner plates, salad plates, bowls, and serving bowls. And she's like, ooh. <laughs> she's sitting on the bed in there. And I'm like, no, Graham, like these are heavy. Like where, I don't know where these are going to go. And she's like, oh, we'll find a place. You know, she goes, but first maybe we'll donate them. What does it say on the bottom of it? And so I pull out a plate and I flip it and it says made in London. And she's like, well, yes, but read further. What, what does it mean? I said, it says bone china. She's like, oh, that's the good stuff. You put that back and zip it up. We'll put it in there. And we did. Occupied Japan. You're like, damn. I had some of those things. Really? I sold it at a garage sale and wanted to get new earrings. Sorry, not sorry. Okay. There's a story about the kid who trades up from a paperclip to a Corvette or, you know, some urban legend like that. It's kind of like the, what Dwight was trying to do at the garage sale. The, and then the Jim, magic beans. And then Jim fooled him with magic beans. Um, Oh, so funny. But anyway, I do miss my Fridays. I talked to my grandma today and she's like, I missed you last Friday. I was like, I missed you too. Mm. It was our little, we were the Friday team. I'd, I'd clip, I was also the nail salonist. I would file my nails and my Aunt Dina's and <coughs> clean me. up the dishes while Matthew pulled out the next round of closet stuff. Oh, but some good family time. Yeah, it was really good. I liked it. Okay. Moving on to another amazing woman by the name of Katie and her. Uh, email reads you're biased possibly sorry possible bicycle story regarding episode 57 now that's I'm actually biased. very smart 57 now we can tell people if you're looking for why we ask about bike stories go to episode 57 thanks katie she's so smart wicked smart says hi sean and katie long time listener first time rider oh sweet welcome 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 i've always wanted to say that <laughs> As I was listening to your most recent podcast, I knew I had to write in about my own personal bike accident. Love it. <gasps> well, not the accident part, but a bike story. Well, I mean, we don't know. It could be like I fell in the mud and you're like, ha ha, you know, that's okay. 
as a kid, I loved riding my bicycle around town, coasting down hills. Isn't the coasting down hills like that's what child that's what childhood is. You're just like in the summer sun. Yay. My brother would take his hands off the handlebars and I'd be like, no, that's too dangerous. Okay. He was a daredevil. He was a daredevil. He also fell off his bike once and racked himself into the rocks. So who's the daredevil now? I mean, I guess he's still a daredevil, but he was a cautious daredevil <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> okay. It's coasting downhills, pedaling as fast as possible, just feeling that rush. I, I feel you. I'd never been a big fan of wearing a helmet, though, as I it messed up my hair. I understand. The helmets and bicycles also sat in the shed where spiders and other bugs habitat. Ooh, yeah, I bring mine. I was a funny kid. I was definitely a little, like, anxious already. And I would, like, kept my life jacket and my helmet in my own bedroom because I, same as you, Deathly afraid of spiders. I, not that she said she's deathly afraid of spiders, but I was deathly afraid of spiders. And I hated bugs. And I wanted to know that I'd kept it clean. Boy, are you ever prepared? You had a life jacket in your bedroom? Well, we went on the boat a lot. Oh, okay. Remember my Uncle Brian used to live out on Mayfield Lake. So we'd drive all the way out there. Right, right, right. Yeah, you were living that boat life, that yacht life as a kid. Living the dream. He even had wave runners for a while. Sweet. I'd ride with my dad because he'd go faster <laughs> than mom. Yeah, had my own life jacket, kept it in my room. That's cool. What color was your life jacket? Was it a girly one? Hot pink and purple. Yeah. Sweet. Hello. I'd rock one of those today. <laughs> I've come to embrace wearing like a hot pink or like mm -hmm. a purple, a fuchsia, yeah, teal. Yeah, you look, you look nice and For colors. some reason, it's not the colors I want. I want to wear black and gray and scowl. But, oh, but when I put on a pink shirt, a pink button up looks rather. It looks nice. It's good for your colors. Bring color to your face. I look good in it. And um, I remember the grade Damn, six. I don't look good in it. Grade seven dance. <laughs> I, you know. Let's uh, go way back. <laughs> Miami Vice was all the rage. Like, mm. It was the. He wore bright thing. colors. Yes. And he would wear. Don Johnson would wear white slacks. It was Miami, of course. A pink button up and a white blazer. Mm -hmm. And he drove a Ferrari. And Crockett and Tubbs were the, you know, they were these cops. And mm -hmm. it was awesome. I was a big fan. So I went to the high school dance thinking I'd be Don Johnson and uh, I wore white slacks, pink shirt. Oh. I did not have a white jacket. That's okay. But Halfway I, there. I had boat shoes on. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Cute. I looked, I looked dapper. Cutie, like I, cute, I thought cute. I was like, and I was very preppy and I had my shirt tucked in and, you know, like uh -huh. my hair was, you know, whatever. Uh, was it slick back? No, oh. no. It was kind of like, you know. Uh, the people on Patreon want to see a photo of you with hair from when you're your younger days. We're going to have to go way back. <laughs> so I'll, we can do what we I'll can do that. One. I'll post it on my yeah. Instagram. I had long hair at one point, shorter length. Yeah. It was like mine, well, a little shorter than mine, Yeah, but it was curly too. Yeah. It was like my dazed and confused era. Mm -hmm, with yeah. the puka shell necklace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, but at that high school dance, mm -hmm. I, uh, one of the gals that I was friends with said, Hey, have you met this guy, Rich? And I said, no. He's like, Oh, he's, he's in the smoking room. Which is weird. Like, you guys had a smoking room, but okay. At high school how, dances. How, what age can you smoke at there? Like, like six, seven years old, you know? But anyway, so no, this guy, be Rich. 18 is, in the States to smoke legally. Oh yeah. I don't know. So it, high school, we wouldn't smoke. I mean, I guess if you're a senior and you turned 18, but you could not smoke on the premises. Oh, uh, okay. Well, they, <laughs> they eventually moved the smokers out of the dance and then you had to be down. And I wasn't a smoker then uh, at all. Um, but then they put them in the alleyway, you know, they started getting really progressive and they outlawed it on the school campus altogether. Yeah. So, Cause you don't want kids smoking. No, exactly. But get them hooked early. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, but I met this guy, Rich mm -hmm. and Rich, uh, 
everyone's like, oh, you got to meet him. He's really fun, blah, blah, blah. Turns out to be a great guy. And that's was how he I wearing did. white slacks. No, Rich was mm-hmm. a greaser. He was wearing blue jeans and like a white T-shirt. So very oh, similar. Yeah, yeah. He was basically uh, dressed the From part the of. Grease show movie. No, um, Stand By Me had come out the, oh, mm-hmm. the year before. Okay. And I think he was basically trying to be River Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be Don Johnson. But, you know, you're. You're trying to find your style. <laughs> and Rich was like, hey, man, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, yeah, uh, we'll we'll hang out, you know? Yeah. Anyways. I don't know where, I don't know where you're going I? with that. It, bicycling around town <laughs> in the rush and the helmet. I talked about a helmet and messing up your hair. Yeah. Oh, wearing uh, pink wow. as a shirt. Wow. <laughs> that was a tangent. But yeah, the pink. I, rem- the I just pink. thinking about that. I have a funny bike helmet story. Later so on. my friend Ashley and I. In summertime, her parents would go to Sun River, which is like a resort in, I think it's in Oregon. I don't even remember, but it's a few hours drive from where we live. Let's say like three or four hours. And one year she invited me. And that's when I introduced her to Wayne's World. I brought my VHS. Wayne's World, potty time. Excellent. And I love Wayne's World. And I forget what else I brought. A couple other VHSs. But she had a younger sister, so she was the oldest. So she didn't have the luxury of having almost a four-year-older brother who could introduce you to such wonderful things like Wayne's World. Right. And, you know, I don't even know so many things. But so I brought that there. But her parents and on the Sun River Resort area, if you're riding a bike, you had to be wearing a helmet. And so my mom you know, I brought mine. My mom had told me you have to bring your helmet. And so mine was black with like splattered purple on it. I still have it. And we'd bought a new one because you have to make sure it fits you properly. Blah, blah, blah. You're supposed to buy a new one all the time. Also, and if you, if it suffers a little bit of a blow, you have to get rid of it because yes. the structural integrity of it's the helmet not is there anymore. compromised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I had my helmet and it was like a new helmet <laughs> and Ashley had one hot pink and it went over your ears. So it was like the lower. Like a snowboard helmet or. A- and she asked her mom, she was like, can't we get new one? She's like, we don't have time. Just wear the one from last year or whatever, how many years ago. And she's like, fine. And we're like in high school <laughs> or middle school. I don't even know. We're like, let's say in that teen time where you're like, you're already uncomfortable with yourself. <laughs> we go biking out and it had this sticker on the side that said rocker and it was written in like 80s you know where it had like a teal little marks by it almost like our the opinions that don't matter sign where it's got little circles and yeah anyway we'd be biking or whatever and like cute guys would ride by and i we'd be looking i'd be like hi and ashley like don't say anything i'm wearing the helmet like she's (laughs) so embarrassed i'm wearing the helmet (laughs) rocker and i was like but you're a rocker she's like (laughs) shut up (laughs) Okay. That's cute. Back into the story. <laughs> oh, being a teenager. Okay. Uh, the helmets and bicycles also sat in the shed where spiders and other bugs habitate. I would absolutely freak out if there was any type of spider near me, let alone in or around my helmet. Agreed. One summer day, I was getting all set up to go to a friend's house less than a mile away because she had a pool. Ooh, nothing like a friend with a pool. I was wearing shorts and my one-piece bathing suit. I randomly decided that I would wear my helmet since my hair would get all messed up in the pool anyway. The bicycle I chose to ride there was, number one, too small for me. Number two, the type of brakes used was the style where you jam your foot backwards to stop instead of the handbrakes. Oh, my God. Yes, I always hated that because you had to, like, spin your wheels the wrong way. Yeah, but it was super cool if you wanted to, like, lock up your wheel and, like, whip your bike sideways. I never wanted to do that. I just wanted to, like, stop safely. Yeah. (laughs) 
That's why I have never like beach cruisers. I remember at, at Pepperdine when everybody moved away from school or graduated, people were staying like me and moving to like Santa Monica, Culver City, Marina. They would get beach cruisers. Beach cruisers were like the thing. They're so popular in California. But you have to backpedal to break. And I was like, y'all are stupid. I'm just going to get a regular bike on Craigslist for like 50 bucks as handbrakes because this is all stupid. And that's not even that popular anymore. People still have beach cruisers, but it's not. Or maybe I'm just old. People are whizzing about on electric bicycles or yes, a pedal ton of assist. Them. Mm-hmm. I kind of want one. I I would chill. I'm down. I would chill if we had uh, a sponsor. We'll have that was to see, we'll have super to see where. Or, oh, true. We'll have anything. to see where we live in Austin because if biking is like that kind of biking makes sense, you can totally get one. Why not? You've also it's a gateway drug to a dirt bike, and then from a dirt bike, <laughs> you may get a side by side or a four wheeler or not getting in the side thing. I don't ride on the side. Um. I don't even like motorcycles at all. But you also said you wanted one of those big, not a boosted board, but something like that. Yeah, and a long board. never got one of those either. I didn't because I don't think it's very safe in um, California. People are on their phones. There's too many people driving around. I don't even ride my bike anymore because it scares me. It's, because I would stop and then go and people honk at me and like be like blowing through a stop sign. And I'm like, sweet, Mother so many, Mary. So many times when we're walking, how many times during COVID have mm-hmm. we almost seen a near death bicycle accident with a car while we're walking around. I actually saw a guy hit a car at the roundabout. Oh yeah. I remember you came back. You're like, you're you're coming back from a run. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was like, that guy almost got hit by that truck. A lady hit me once when I was bicycling. I may have already told this story on this. We'll we'll move on. Anyways, back into our story. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. It was one too small for me and two, the type of brakes that, you know, you had to jam your foot backwards yeah the way to my friend's house had an awesome hill where i could pedal very fast and coast basically the last half of the way and slide into the driveway as i came around the hill i was standing up off the seat and almost leaning over the front bar i went to pedal but my foot slipped and ended up jamming the brakes (gasps) oh no oh no Oh, no. I wasn't prepared for the sudden change in speed and flipped over the handlebars and my head went directly into a parked car's back bumper oh shit Oh, no. I was definitely shaken up. I remember being worried if I'd broken any bones and did a quick once over. So when you stand up as a kid and you're like, okay, everything is still connected. Just I can move right my- up like real quick. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All shaken up. Okay. Um, my palms, knees, and elbows were in full road rash. That's the worst. The road rash. Are you okay? Are you sure? Because you just fell over the front of your right. bicycle and hit your head. It reminds me of Wayne's where she's like, hi, Wayne. Hi. And then she hits that park car. Oh, jeez. And the next time you see her, she has a neck brace on. Well, I hope you were okay. Well, hold on. We're, we're not done yet. Um, uh, quick once over. Okay. Qu- oh, my palms, knees, and elbows were in full road rash, but luckily I was wearing my helmet. The one time I chose to wear it, it really protected me. Of course, I was freaking out about my scraped up everything. And my friend's mom came to my rescue with Band-Aids and Bactine. Oh, Bactine. The squirty green knob thing that you and you're like, and my mom, I'd be, tell my mom, I'd be like, blow on it, blow on it. It stings. Took at least a week for the scabs to do their job. And I still have a massive scar on my right knee that presents more so in the sun. But thankfully, my helmet spared me from a concussion or worse. I still have a ton of scars, too. And I've thought about getting them like I've tried everything. I put like the scar strips and stuff, but it's just a story to tell, mm. you know, what a life well lived. Thank you guys for making this podcast. It's really helped me during the quarantine. I usually listen to music, but I found uh, that listening to people talk soothing since normal con. Oh, I, li- I found that listening to people talk is soothing since normal contact with people was greatly diminished. I yeah. agree. 
Plus, I hope you have uh, you both have great voices for potting. Oh, well, thank you. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> hope you all have a wonderful week and I can't wait for more podcasts. Well, that was Katie. Let me tell you something, Katie. Katie. Yes. Katie. Sean. Katie. Doctor. Doctor. <laughs> doctor. doctor. Uh, flattery will get you everywhere mm, with mm, me. Mm. So, you know, if you if you compliment me and then mm-hmm. ask for money, the answer is yes. <laughs> I'm not lying, you know, like, no. oh, Sean, you're so funny. Got five bucks. I'd be like, yeah, man, thanks for the call. No I will remember, I will remember the compliment. I will forget everything else. It's so funny. And I, I say Is that as true. A, yeah, for the most part, like I, I always remember somebody by the nice things and I forget, like, I just, I let the, the, the bad things go. That might be why, like some of your friends, I'm like, I don't understand why you still talk to them. <laughs> He's I remember like, the good times. He's like, it was amazing. I'm like, mm, was it though? Anyways. <laughs> anyways. The, no, you do have very, I've learned this in the past, you know, 12 years of being with you or whatever, um, that you definitely have selective memory. You actually have a really hard time remembering bad things that have happened. Yeah. Uh, You're like, that was that fun trip. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. You got food poisoning immediately and we're sick for all of it. And you're like, oh, But the yeah. first half of the trip, <laughs> we were, you're talking about Mexico? Yeah. yeah. And then I got sun poisoning. But I just remember the good times. Like, uh, it was Joe's wedding. Well, that's gosh, wonderful. Six. It was but, amazing. But sometimes you say, and I wasn't actually even referencing that trip. I was just referencing things in general yeah. where you'd be like, that was fine. It was so much fun. I'm like, no, we had to leave early. You got sick. And you're like. Oh, oh yeah. Like it totally, you don't remember. You don't remember crapping your pants, but you remember, <laughs> you remember everyone having a good time earlier. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's a know. good skill to have in life. You know? I mean, kind of it's adaptive, I suppose, but it's sometimes very frustrating from my point of view. Survival right. of the forgettiest. Exactly. It's a new theory I'm working on. I'm, I'm going to put to you. That's what I should have called my book about trauma. <laughs> Survival. survival of the forgettiest. You know, uh, I'm going to put it up for peer review. Mm-hmm. I probably won't have any peers review it because I'm in a class of my own on this subject matter. But True, true. Um, you know, it's a paper and perhaps it will be looked upon mm-hmm. in 50 years as very cutting edge. Right now it's uh, buffoonery, mm-hmm. but um, I think I'm onto something. Sure. Stick with that. Okay. Haley has written us. Uh, hello, Haley. She has a sibling story. Uh, I'm excited. A sibling story. Hello, Katie and Sean. Huge fans of you guys. I love listening and watching on YouTube as I cook dinner. That's wonderful. I've heard enough. I think you're fantastic. Sold. Yep. You're in. You could tell me that I'm a piece of shit after this and be like, <laughs> she listens and she, she likes was, it. She does it while she cooks dinner. Tonight we are grilling. Ooh. I do the inside work, which I'm very excited for because I can listen to your new episode in peace. Anyway, sorry for rambling. Well, here we go. I have lots of sibling stories. I have two brothers and two sisters, only three I grew up with. Since I already rambled so much, I'll give you a quick one. When I was pretty young, probably four, maybe younger, we were in church and this little girl came up to my older sister who was probably eight and just took her purse, just ran off down the aisle. My sister was so upset and I was angry. I took off after her and tackled her, (laughs) tackled her down and then grabbed the purse and said, that's my Mimi purse. Mimi is my sister's name. Then calmly walked back, gave my sister her purse. <laughs> Sorry for Tough such neighborhood. a long ramble. That wasn't a long ramble at all, Haley. I, hey, Haley, uh, two things. That's a great story, um, mm-hmm. but it does sound like you, you know, maybe uh, in a tough church. Those at church? Mm-hmm. Wow. No, kid, kids are just. 
Kids uh, are what they are. Two, you, you said you were rambling three times in the first two sentences. Don't worry about it. You're, you're giving yourself a hard time. Yeah. Great story. You weren't rambling. I could I hear am. more. Yeah. I could like more. This is very good. Yeah. Also, I love a good, you know. Feel free to embellish the story. I enjoy that it was in church more than I think I would if it wasn't. Oh, I could see the visuals of these kids, you know, by the pews. Kids are kids and they do whatever they do. But the tackling. I I love it. What was happening was a, was there a song being sung by the. uh, the, I don't know, but I'm really proud of Haley. Good on you for standing up for your family. Got our Mimi's purse. Yeah. Mimi probably thanked you a lot. If you're hearing a horn honking outside, I don't know what's going on, but. uh, People, people getting angry. Things are crazy. Okay. We ready? Next one. The highest skydive. Was that the the end of her life? That was it. That's all she gave us. Well, I thought she was kind of rambling, so. (laughs) So rude. How dare you? She barely rambled at all. (laughs) So rude. Ramble on. Okay. Next letter. From Ben. Hi, Ben. Howdy do. It is entitled... Highest skydive. I'm intrigued. Please tell me more. Hi, Sean and Katie. Hello. I remember some time ago that Sean was talking about liking to watch the Red Bull jump. Felix yes. Baumgart? Baumgartner? No. Yeah, Felix Baumgartner. Felix, mm-hmm. Where he jumped out into yeah. the abyss and made it. Sweet mother. I love the memes <laughs> from that. There was the one with his 10 speed and he's getting, he's going to jump out of the little basket. <laughs> so good. I was wondering if you've heard of the jump that Alan Eustace, a Google executive, just did a few years ago at an even higher distance. No. <laughs> Typical Google employee. Got to one-up him. Jeez Louise. Um, unlike Felix's jump, he was literally just attached to a balloon. What? Just one? There wasn't a backup balloon? Just one balloon. No he capsule included. No capsule include. What? Is this like the movie Up? So wait. Okay, well, I'll listen, but I'm having a visual of it. He literally funded the effort himself, no big sponsors, and it didn't receive nearly the attention that Felix has jumped it. (laughs) Gotta love those sponsors. Yeah, Red Bull really pushed that thing. They milked that for like three hours until he jumped out of the canister. I was like, is he going to jump? Well, the jump jump is so such a short-lived thing. Yeah. You know, I mean- if you just watch the jump, you're like, well, that was 10 minutes. But and Red done. Bull was going to get their sponsorship money, right? Yeah. So they drug it on like base camp. And when they show the wife and the kids and watching, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. It was like as if they were sending something up to the, the space uh, shuttle or space like station. the space station. You Almost. Know, they, they had ground control. Almost. There's a documentary on the subject called 14 Minutes from Earth that I've seen, and it is great. Why not 15 Thanks, minutes, said the Facebook executive. <laughs> Then Twitter gets involved and whatever that homeless man. Jack Dorsey. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what his name is. I forget. Yeah, only. Uh, Whenever I see him on the news, he he's always a chameleon. Just, yeah. He, first of all, the first time I saw him on the news, he looked like like he hadn't showered or shaved in like years. Like he looked like, uh, I want you to put a photo up of this, okay? Castaway when they find Tom, Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's what he looked like. Played by like, Jack who? Dorsey. I was like, who is this guy? And then they're like, it said Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter. And I was like, that explains a lot. Homeboy's been asleep at the wheel for years and that place has turned into a dumpster fire. I think he's probably a really smart guy, but he's having a very difficult time with a mega corporation and a board of directors. Well, he's not even the CEO or. I think he's a CEO now. But he's not in charge of, he stepped down and he's back or 
Yeah, I think he had left and someone else took over and yeah. it wasn't doing as well. So they brought, you know, the boy wonder back. It's not a boy wonder anymore, but he was at the time. middle aged. But he came back and it looked like he was wandering in the wilderness on walkabout or something. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like they found him and he hadn't found civilization in like 12 years. Kind of like, like yours oh, truly right now, oh, you know, like hello, a bad beard and yours he had a not- nose ring. Yeah. I So after I saw him on the news, then I looked up Jack Dorsey because I was like, who is this guy? Homeboy is strange. So he has these crazy rituals. First of all, sounds like he has an eating disorder. Just throwing it out there. I'm not a doc- I'm not his doctor. I'm not his therapist. It's very regimented lifestyle. Super weird. Like he has to get up at a certain time and then he does like these hot, cold things and he does this like intermittent fasting to like a crazy extreme amount where I'm like, I don't think that's good for you. <laughs> where he's like not eating for days. And he would, he has to do like his, run or bike or walk or whatever the fuck. I don't even know who cares. And then he has to get into this ice bath and then he gets into a hot tub or sauna and then he does it like six times and then he has to shower and then he gets to work at like noon. Probably He's, he's probably working with somebody who, you know, listen. You, no <clears> offense <throat> to him though. He doesn't look like the fountain of youth over there. He looks a little haggard, but. I think it's because he's not eating. Yeah. And he's doing this hot coal shock in your system, dude, making it work overtime without giving it anything. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. These people with a lot of money, I am not one of them, but I would personally, <laughs> well, I'd like to have I a would chef, hire, yeah, a nutritionist, people to optimize my frail vessel. Can say goodbye to your cocktails. I tell you oh, what. For sure. Um, come on, please, chef. Just one. I just one need a glass whiskey. of wine. Just one glass of wine. They're like, yeah. Katie, you can't have it. But I have it Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I always have my glass of wine. Please, just more chicken wings and I'll leave you alone. More <laughs> chicken wings. That would be the, the death of you. But yeah, um, those people, they I think they have so much money. They're trying to optimize every aspect of their life. Therefore, let's let's fuck with our sleep. Let's fuck with our food. Like, you know, like how optimized can we be? But are we only on this earth to be productive? We're here for a fun time, not a long time. Yeah. Like, I just don't agree with that. I do think it would be good for us if we had money. I think everybody else would probably agree with this just to have a chef that cooks meals that were planned by like a dietitian. So we make sure it's like healthful, well-rounded. We're eating a bunch of different veggies and and meats and whatever's and grains. I cheat on myself, Katie. I'm in the kitchen yesterday mm -hmm. and we had quinoa and I was like, the quinoa had tomatoes and mushrooms. Is that where that last little pat of butter went? No. Oh, Um, that went to the quinoa (laughs) batch before that one. But I was, like, I was like, I was going to put that with my What if I put a little gone. olive oil in it? It'd be nice. You know, that smell of the E-V-O-O. It already and I was like, had oh olive my. oil in it. You know, I know, but I fared a little bit more. Then I mixed in goat cheese. And I was like, damn, this is this is fancy. You know, and then a little onion powder. I, why stop there? But that's fine. It's just seasoning. That's what I thought. But then, then I turned my eye and I poured some olive oil in. Like I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to give me a stomach ache. <laughs> Anyways. I can't control myself. I think we need to uh, we need to hire a private chef when we and someone to help me optimize the. We're gonna have to make a lot more money. Okay, moving on. You want to talk about rambling? That Staff was staff writer number one. I think is Christoph number one. I, you know, I don't know what everyone's position. There, I think Graham is number. Well, there's how Jeremy. about everyone is number no, one. Everybody, you're number one. Okay. You're all part of the first season, so it's staff true. writer season one. So staff writer. Christoph, the subject line, my 15 minutes of fame. Ooh. I'm excited. Dear Katie, dear Sean, 
dear fellow staff writers and correspondents, dear audience around the world. First of all, we are some guitar nerds here, and I really love the stories of Jennifer going to meet Bob um, Taylor and having his help selecting the wood for a custom guitar. A dream, right? That was a crazy story. Guitar nerds <clears throat> unite. Unite. I don't own a Taylor guitar, but I hear only good reviews. They must be excellent. And the wood you selected, Jennifer, so beautiful. And the guitar auction. It makes my heart bleed when people only collect guitars without playing them, but people collect all sorts of things. So why not? Unfortunate for him that he had to sell them off, but sounds like they were real, that there were real beauties among them and you made a good deal. So on to my 15 minutes of fame, which in total uh, amount to probably by now 45 minutes or so. Ooh. I'm excited already. My first taste of fame came when I was about 11. I went with some friends to a soccer match in Vienna. The Austrian team was playing against, I forget who, but they were way up in the stadium where you could Austria hardly see the field. versus not Austria. I can see it now. It's Austria versus I forget who. <laughs> <laughs> we were way up in the stadium where you could hardly see the field or actually follow the game. That's like when I went to a soccer game in Costa Rica. It was like, it, also we were warned it was the, uh, the Ticas, the Costa Rican team versus the Nicaraguans and apparently there's some bad blood and so when the game was over we had to leave immediately they're like there's riots sometimes and fights what's with soccer I, I mean know. first of all your stadiums are too fucking big so you can't see the game because the tickets that I can afford are way up in the nosebleed you're looking down and the people are so tiny second of all why do you fight why can't you just watch people a game people fight without... of all sorts of sports mm, not Baseball. like soccer fans oh really okay they, there's scenes where the, the stadiums are swaying back and forth and they collapse and and people are fighting. And 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 sometimes the Russians show up with like big groups of people just to fight. And they, what? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like European soccer matches. It's So Russians travel outside of Russia to just... They all, everyone travels to go see their clubs. I don't no, know how the system No, but I just outside works, of Russian teams playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, just show up in another game and just fight people for no reason. There is a YouTube video. I will <laughs> put... no no sense. I kid you not. I'll put a link. Not that you want to see violence, but there's this really strange and no offense if you're Russian. I'm not saying that everyone's like this, but there's something going on where Russian hooligans are going to European matches and they're they're out of their minds. They show up and it's like violence. And there is allegations that perhaps these are paid bad actors that show Mm. up. Who's paying them? I don't know. Why are they showing up and fighting with fans? It's almost like the rioters that like burned our city they thought might have been paid or. Uh, we're part of some different organization, had nothing to do with what was it Political happening. agendas. And they <laughs> sow, those people. sow civil discord mm-hmm. uh, by going in when, when things are tense, say mm-hmm. a soccer match, or in our case, it was the BLM uh, the, uh, well, uh, march. march. Mm-hmm. And then you had people show up that had their own political agenda and smashed and burned our city. Yeah, it was really disappointing. Okay. Wow, so, that took a turn, Christoph. Yeah, so you you really got me fired up, buddy. Sean end. got just soccer match out of the out of the doom and gloom, back into the light. Back, Let's get in back into his story. story. They're way up in the stadium. They could hardly see the field or actually follow the game. Video walls are, were still decades away back then, so we were up there enjoying the game and the atmosphere of a stadium full of people with their chance. So far, so good. Austria, 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 and I forget who. I forget who in the days after the match classmates and other people would come up to me and tell me that they saw me on TV. Yeah, buddy. (gasps) Obviously one camera had made a shot of the audience and then focused for a few seconds on our little group of 11 year olds. Hells. Yeah. There Christoph was with his giant hair. I bet you had the same hairdo, but at 11, I I would doubt. You don't think so? I don't think so. 
Yeah. Most parents cut. I mean, I don't know. Let us know, Kristoff. I was just picturing that. I don't know why. But it'd be kind of funny putting that hair on an 11-year-old. Yeah. Long, gray, curly hair. Oh, I wasn't thinking gray. I was just oh. thinking curly. Yeah. Like. Oh, like Weird Al. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the cameraman focuses on it. He's like, this is great footage. The audience is going to want to see this kid. Yep. And Chris Austria, like, Austria. And Austria. I forget who. Okay. And although I was playing in a band in my late teens and there was not much fame involved there, but when I picked up music again 10 years ago, okay, we're moving on to another story. Oh, sorry. Oh. Transition. So he was on, on TV. They saw him on TV. Jumbotron fame yep. translates to television fame. I believe yeah. uh, he's not telling us the whole story. I think he also received a um, a sponsorship deal from Nike. They're mm -hmm. like, that kid's got the moves. Mm -hmm. And they did Sign a little dance. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Christoph did the moonwalk on the camera, the Jumbotron. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's mm -hmm. how I remember it anyways, Christoph. <laughs> you remember it? Mm -hmm. You were there? Okay, cool. You were one of those 11-year-olds? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. And although I was playing in a band in my late teens, there was not much fame involved there. But when I picked up music again 10 years ago, I joined a German musician's forum on the internet. Oh, cool. And there I became something like a celebrity. I like to meet folks from this forum. And whenever I do, they already know a lot about me and about my famous skills on the guitar. When we start playing, I usually think that they are way better than I am. But who cares? It's not a competition. We play for fun. That's cool. People think you're super cool. You're, you're the celebrity. You're the guy from online that they get to meet. Amazing. And my third attempt on 15 Minutes came when I became a staff writer for your podcast. Oh. So far, no one in my personal life has picked up on this. But being frequently mentioned, even in weeks without any contribution from me, makes me feel a little famous. So thank you for that. Anytime, man, anytime. You're part of the gang, dude. And yes, we should have an organizational chart of all the staff writers and correspondents. I catch myself opening up an editor when I watch the podcast to write down things that I want to react to. Else, I could not keep up. Yeah. If anybody wants to make that list. I know. And like, I think, I feel like we should have a, a map with a pins in it, like where correspondents are around the world. You know, that sounds like kind of getting a little, little string crazy. <laughs> like a beautiful mind. Is yeah. Where you're like, it all connects. And then it's just like shows a little Island called OTDN. And there's a and volcano <laughs> and, and this, the big string goes to the volcano in Iceland, which by the way, that's and the green Sean one. Greenland face. is the ice one. Yeah. <gasps> and then it says retraction. I know. I mm -hmm. used collectively our hive. I yes. think I sent out some sort of vibe and our hive. Don't call it the hive. We watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., dude. That fucking shit was crazy. No, that's Hydra? No. They called it the hive. Oh, really? That guy, Yes, the guy with the weird sand stuff that come out of him and infect the other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I cleared space. Now that I'm into grand design, some of the Marvel Agents that's of S.H.I.E.L.D. Smooth. stuff has just been da, 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 cleared da, 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 out of the mic. Da, 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 da. Okay. okay. And happy birthday, dear Sean. Thank you, sir. Go look at beautiful guitars you will buy. And when you finally found your and when you finally find your dream house, um, and may it find you soon. Wait, I read that wrong. Okay. Start over. <laughs> happy birthday, dear Sean. Go look ah, at the beautiful you. guitars you will buy when you find your you finally find your dream home. And may you find it soon. Maybe the right house was not among the ones you bid on so far. Sending love from Austria, Austria, Christoph. Well, thanks, dude. Uh, that's nice to get a birthday I think we're going to find our dream home. Well, I mean, dream is a, a big word. I think we're going to find the right home. Because if you guys don't know, not that you care, but I'm going to I'm gonna air some grievances here. I'm gonna. This is what grinds my gears. The home market in Austin right now is fucking nuts. Totally fucking nuts. FFF. It's knocking futs. FFFF. We got to keep this family friendly. Make sure you want to say FFFF. Kids don't know. Knuck and futz. 
And if they do know, they already knew the word anyway. So moving on, it's gotten to the point where we will love a home and then our realtor, love him, doing great things, will go and we've had a few things happen. Number one, oh, there's already 12 offers on the table and it's way out of our budget now, even though it was under our budget when we began said conversation. So that's happened three times. Yeah, about that. We put an offer in on one and got completely outbid like crazy. We were invested. We were like, this could be it. I thought it would be it. I'm not going to have to look at Zillow anymore, which is, it's kind of it's exhausting. Kind of, it is fucking exhausting. Then we had a home that we recently liked um, that wasn't in our ideal area, but the home itself seemed ideal. And then our realtor went to it and was like, I, my advice would be run far away from this home. It looks like it was put together with like sandpaper and hopes and dreams. I don't even know. Like, Saw, sawdust and wood glue papier mâché yeah he was like it's, 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 it's. yeah run was his word so yeah, we yeah. took his so advice we ran um we actually didn't run we were just being zoomed in and he, yeah, he was with his phone and god bless him he was walking around <laughs> he's like oh there's a home being built across the street while we go check it out i was like 100 but he's from louisiana or something no originally? mississippi oh mississippi and he's mm-hmm. like oh my goodness, maybe I shouldn't have worn these white tennis shoes. <laughs> he scans down because it's almost the thing I love about it when he FaceTimes us is he moves the phone like as he's doing stuff. So it's like you see what he's seen and he pans down to these pristine white sneakers. And mud because it just rained it and just he's like traipsing rained. through the construction area. I'm like, walk a little further. I can't really see. No. Walk from the other side of the yard now. No. No, we did not. He just walked around. He's like, let's see if the door's open. Yeah. Get the code. Call the agent. And it was already sold. We looked it up on Zillow. We're like, oh, it already sold. But anyways, so we've it's had a rough time. But there is one I think is promising this week and we'll see. We'll see. If not, I'm thinking uh, Kentucky. I'm thinking Idaho. I'm thinking going back to Canada. Uh, I'm open. Canada won't let us in. Austria. You knock, know. knock, knock. No. Christoph, buddy. I know we haven't met. And, you know, but... Uh, Surprise. Moin. <laughs> no, thanks for the letter. Much appreciated. It's uh, it's fun to get birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I did a Sean usually requests is don't post about it on social media. Oh, my birthday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sean does not like attention. Our wedding was super uncomfortable for you. I remember the lead up of you being like, the photos and blah, blah, blah. It was a lot. Just blacked out. It's like uh, Will Ferrell in the movie. Uh, ooh, what's the movie where he goes back to school? Old school? Is it old school? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And he, he has a debate, but he blacks out. But he debates really, really well. But he has no memory. He has no memory. And he comes to at the end. And he's like, how did I do? They're like, it was amazing. You don't remember? He's like, no, I just blacked out right as soon as I got up to the lectern. <laughs> Called dissociation. Yeah, it happens to the best of us. I have stuff like that happen. Um after my papa passed away and I had to speak at that thing in New York, I'm sure I drove Dan crazy, Dan Facey. Love him. He's a good guy. I, you know, he's a really good guy. There are guy. some people who work in corporations. You're like, well, they're just there for a paycheck, just like anyone at any company. Uh, Dan is, I forget what division he's in, but Social just, impact. just cares and, yeah. and does a wonderful job. And um, yeah, it's interesting when you come across people. And who, I just enjoy him. There's a lot of people we just enjoy from YouTube, but yeah. I really enjoy Dan. And He's a footy person. He does footy. Does footy? Plays footy? No, he's from UK. He doesn't. He's a soccer player. That's not footy. Footy is what you call footy in Australia. Totally different thing. Oh. I mean, not totally different. Footy is like a combo of like football meets soccer. But remember the rules are so. Football. He plays football. It's like soccer. You can say football. Yeah. Football? 
She's a football. That's how they say it in England. What I was going to say is now that you're completely on a tangent is that I like Dan and I probably drove him crazy because I blacked out that complete talk because I was so like into shock, I guess. Yeah. I blacked out, cried telling a, uh, one of our community members gave me a story I could share and I cried telling the story and then was further deep in the blackout because I was just emotionally overwhelmed. And for afterwards, for like 30 minutes, I think I asked Dan like three times, like, how'd I do? <laughs> He's like, you did amazing. I was like, did I make you proud? I do okay. He's like, you did great. And I was like, how'd I do? Wait, how'd I do? <laughs> He's probably like, oh, Jesus Christ, Katie. You were maxed out. But then later, because I didn't tell anybody, because like I don't want to talk about it. And then Monica, my partner manager, let him know, and he's like, "I am so sorry." And I was like, "It wasn't your fault." And I was like, "Sorry if I was a mess." He's like, "You were great. You did great." And I wanted to joke, be like, "How'd I do?" <laughs> okay, on to the next letter. Are okay. we ready? Ready. <clears throat> this is from Aaron, and it is entitled "COVID nineteen shot." Pew pew. Hey, Katie and Sean. Hope you're doing well and got home safe. We, we did. did. In response to your science correspondent, Sue, and the COVID-19 shot, thank you, Sue, for the information regarding the shot. It was very informative. I am anxiously awaiting, I'm anxiously waiting to get mine, but I'm kind of scared to get it too. A lot of people are talking about that. We just, we don't know what we don't know, right? My doctor has told me because I've had anaphylactic reaction to medications in the oh. past that I must be in a medical setting, hospital or clinic, instead of a max, you know, mass vaccination site or pharmacy sure. with an EpiPen close by just in case of an anaphylactic reaction to the shot. Even though I'm scared, it's not going to stop me from getting it when it's my turn. Happy birthday, Sean. I hope you had an awesome, amazing, fantastic and wonderful, fun filled day. Hugs from Toronto. Aaron. Uh, thanks, Aaron. Um, yeah. Hmm. My grandma was worried about that too, because she, while she doesn't have anaphylactic shock with stuff, she does have like intense uh side effects and reactions from things everything from like when she got her knee surgery she got both her knees done at the same time and whatever pain medication they put her on made she, her goofy she was like out of it and not just like out of it like saying things that didn't make sense talking to people that weren't in the room scared my grandpa papa was frightened mm -hmm. and then they stopped giving it to her and it's like she popped out of it it was crazy it's weird how, I mean, makes sense. We're so complex, you know, certain things hit people differently. And she never takes medicine, by right. the way, like right. not even aspirin, nothing like sturdy stock. My gram. That's why she's 86. She, she <clears throat> never smoked. She never drank. No, never. She fought a lot though. She was a scrapper. I found that out. All the women in my she's family She's so were. sweet, right? This lady. So sweet. <laughs> Trish, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, hi. Come on in. Would you like some? You Her know, house always smells like bacon. Yeah. Doesn't feed, matter when you're Feeding there. you and telling you all these <laughs> nice stories. You know, oh, do you like numbers? I, you she know, loves numbers. Do you like Boggle? Do you, you know, whatever games. Or Yahtzee. Yahtzee. She loves Yahtzee. Oh, Yahtzee, not Boggle. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just having regular conversations. Yeah, Yahtzee's pretty good. And this one time when I was six, I kicked the shit out of it. No, she doesn't swear. She does not I, swear. I kicked the tar or something. Or you the, know, like, the poop. Or, yeah. Out of the, this yeah. other kid, you know, and my sister's. Pauline and you know and she'd go into it like they all fought apparently like they, they fought. were ruffians mm -hmm. of that town and they mm -hmm. they but ooh, <laughs> you know <laughs> and it goes back to sweetness so it goes real sweet and then it takes a dark turn like usually involving a fight mm -hmm. where they chased a boy and beat him up knocked him off his bike because well, he had hurt somebody else or done some bullied yes. somebody and they beat the shit the yeah, tar, beat the tar out of him that's yeah. what she said beat the tar out of him not beat the fart out of the cushion that's what your grandfather would say <laughs> no so there's a water treatment center 
on the way from, cause I grew up not only in a very small town, but then rural, like in the countryside of said small town. And so when we drive in on this long highway, you pass over this area where there's a water treatment center and it always smells bad because water treatment is disgusting. And my grandpa used to say <laughs> things. This is what I want people to send letters in this week. Send in your letters to otdmpod at gmail.com about fun, weird things that your family used to say that that you just never thought was weird. And then you got older and you're like, why would you say that? Extra points if it comes from your grandparents' generation. Yes. So my grandpa used to say, that guy's working overtime beating the farts out of the poop over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny thing because it's water treatment. Yeah, I could My picture, papa's pretty witty. I can picture him saying that. And he's, uh, he was, oh, oh man, I miss papa. He was so good. But like, he was always, <laughs> it's funny because my grandma talks about how he was so much like uh, quick, more quick witted than her. Right. Like. Um, if something would happen, he would always come back with like something. And that's just how Brett is that way. Even my cousins, Matthew and Tyler, my brother's that way. Everybody's that way. And my grandma's like, I was, I've never been that way. I was like, me neither. I'm not that quick witted. Like sometimes I'll have a good comeback, but it's usually like days later. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> I um, should have said that. Yeah. But Papa always, oh, he had such funny things. So send in your funny sayings that your family uses. Cause I think that is really funny. Yeah. So I'll just make the retraction again. Uh, <laughs> Your grandmother doesn't swear. I put words in her mouth there that she would be so. Offended. I know. I'm like, no, no, no. She didn't. No. I just said it. In I don't think she'd actually be offended. Although it's funny because we all curse, as she says, or foul language. And when we were getting ready for Papa's funeral, we, us and my brother and I and the cousins, and we were all chatting about who was going to say what. And I, I'm a crier. So I was like, don't count on me. Can't get through it. Could barely get through our wedding. Ooh. They're like, are you going to do it? I'm like, I'll pull it together. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. <laughs> but I told the, the preacher that was going to run it, I was like, you can't count on, mm -mm. he's like, uh, then he had uh, other people talking about things. He's like, are you sure you can't do it? I was like, mm -mm. and then I started talking and cried immediately. He's like, we'll leave you out of it. Don't you worry. <laughs> I was like, I told you can't do it. Um, but we were all chatting and you know, you, we cuss in that like common language. And when we finished and we were all ready to go, grandma said to all of us cousins, she was like, it's lovely what you guys are going to say. Just no foul language. We were like, you got it, Grandma. Duly noted. And my brother said, you're fucking right. He's such a smart Did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. And she was like, oh, nickel. And he's like, I'm kidding, Grandma. You know, <laughs> such a smart ass. <laughs> of course, we all laughed. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to Christina's letter. Prête? Oui. Weird street names and places names in Delaware. Okay. I'm excited. This is Tina. Tina Bambina. Watching your podcast now. I hope you both are well and have a safe trip back. I live in Delaware. And as I've said before, here are some names that I have questioned for roads and locations. Remember? Because uh, 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 what's it called? Something Brown Road. Nutty Brown Nutty Road. Nutty Brown Road. <laughs> I saw a house off of that the other day again. And I was like, can't do it. Mm -mm. Abort. Okay. Number one, Monkey Hill Road. I like it though. Monkey Hill. It's actually a fun road. LOL. Yeah. A super bumpy <laughs> And you go monkeys. to the top and just bumpy right down at least to the local zoo. <laughs> I love that it leads to the zoo. Okay. Number two. Monkey Hill Road. Monkey Hill Road leads right to the zoo. Bump it's a monk it's a bumpy ride on Monkey Hill Road. Number two, Broadkill Beach. Is that where you're that sounds that sounds murdery. Yeah, who wrote this a thug? Uh yo, we'll call this uh what do you guys want to call this beach? Uh, Broad. Broadkill. 
beach. Maybe they thought that there would be a Netflix uh, murder mystery made about Right. The making of Broadhill. Oh, my God. Lots of these. Number three, Killin's Pond. I'm going to do some killing down the pond. That's a terrible name. Horrible. Four, Slaughter Beach. Oh, I just saw. What's a, happening in Delaware? I saw, yeah, I, know. <laughs> I saw a slaughter road in Texas and I was like, yeah. stay away from that one. I mean, a slot, like there were slaughter, like where they would kill the ant, but I don't want to be any. Mm. We're so sensitive now. You're like, yeah, it's, you know, pig shit road. <laughs> it's yeah. Big farmer. Down right. Uh. Slaughter road though. I mean, I think ever since the advent of uh, horror films and how hyper. Uh, oh, we love crime. Central, uh, not not sensual, hypersense, hypersensitized, hypersensitive. No, I can't think. Desensitized. Right no. What are you trying to say? Hyper aware. I don't know. They they do this stuff with like movies and TV, and it's it's just so over the top. And like it, I remember horror movies when I was a kid. I, I loved them. I watched them. But now I think about like my God, I watched a lot of gore. You know, and I don't like the gore. I like the murder mystery. But it didn't used mystery. to be like that. It was like up until let's say, I'm guessing that the the slasher films and all the scary stuff showed up in like the late seventies, early eighties, and just kept getting crazier and crazier, and they're topping each other. Of course, and it was the same thing with like video games. You know, mm -hmm. Pac Man to Grand Theft Auto. Like mm -hmm. you're taking a a person and throwing them through a car window. I mean, we're just like an ultra violent society in our fantasies you know i mean not really not everyone but I'm i saying like, like to watch crime mystery where they catch him catch a killer uh, i, I could the be killer wrong. lived on slaughter beach i'm just kidding okay then number five is slaughter neck road <laughs> she gave the laugh Very emoji specific. says it goes to the beach number six bear hole road <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> number seven roller coaster road that's, oh, that's a fun one fun. Wee. Also, I forgot about Patreon and I'm sad. Cry emoji. Probably the Patreon live stream, I'd assume. Oh, okay. Or that's what I'd, I mean, when would this come in? The 13th? No, we would have had the, the live stream after that. Maybe it's something that she missed and she's sad. It says, as for you, maybe I enjoy the longer ones. Honestly, I'm not sure what it is, but I think it's just two more people to share my story with. Oh, so. Understandably so. You being uh, like you, the pot, this podcast. Mm. So it's Instead two more, just two more people. Yeah. So Instead I think just, I don't know. I, maybe I'm reading it wrong. Cause sometimes it's the inflection is off. You should read the next letter with that inflection. <laughs> no. Thanks no. for the letter. I appreciate it. Christina. I hope all is yes. well. Um, it's always good to hear from different voices and I know. experiences, but I would probably try just some advice in life. I'd shy away from slaughter neck road, slaughter killed broad yeah. beach. And these are uh, roller coaster road, though. Sounds fun. Monkey barrel of Monkey Avenue, whatever it is, <laughs> leads to the zoo. Sounds Mon pretty good. Monkey Hill Road, I think. Monkey Hill. I'm sorry. I wouldn't mind Monkey Hill, but Nutty as long Brown as that Monkey Shine Road, like the Stephen King maniac monkey with the symbols. You, you know what I'm talking Why about? Why you gotta take it there? Well, because that's it leads to the keeping zoo. Keeping with the theme. Happy places. It leads to the zoo. That little monkey but thing stay is. Stay away from Nutty Brown Bear Hole. None of those are good. <laughs> Okay. Slaughter Beach, uh, Killin' Beach or whatever. No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. How much time do we have? Do we have time for one more? Yeah, you got time for one more. Okay. One more. Lay it on me. How are we doing? Are we are we catching up with the letters? Do we need people? This is on the 14th. We're getting close. We're within the week. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, cool, cool, cool. Almost. I mean, almost. Okay. This is entitled This and That, which I'm already excited because that means there's a lot to learn here. Hi, Katie and Sean. 
I enjoyed your last podcast so much. Can't tell you how many times I laughed out loud. What a delight. Isn't that fun when I listen to podcasts too? I love when people say silly things or it's ridiculous. I laugh out loud. And when I used to go on my walks by myself in the weekdays and I'd laugh and people would look at me and I'd be like, you're missing out. You don't even know. You're like, OTDM bitches. <laughs> well, for, it depends on what you're listening to. But yeah, yes. Says, Flashing a little gang sign for our, our happy podcast. It says, Katie, if it helps phonetically speaking, Hoosier is pronounced Hoosier. Hoosier, I think. Am I doing it right? Hoosier. Hope that helps. Sean, I can so relate to your sock tail. Go on. As I don't like them either. I laughed at your description of said sock removal because I remove mine in the very same way. It's a unique talent that not many of us have, or not many have mastered. You start with the big toe and you inch it between your mm. Achilles tendon, the top of your Achilles tendon and the sock. And then you Pull. push it down yep. and you yep. get it down to the heel. Are you doing it right now? Yeah. Looks I'm not like wearing it. socks, but I, I'm doing the motion with my foot. Mm. You already and have kicked them it off feels good. somewhere in the house. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I'm a little late on the sibling story and 15 minutes of fame. So I hope you'll indulge me. Of course. Late on you're us. never too late. Feel free. If you're listening to an older podcast and you want to send it, send it in. I have so many good sibling stories. It was hard to pick one. And none of them involved me because I was the quote unquote perfect child. Aww. I could tell. I can tell just, yeah, already. When my younger brother was about 10. Oh, before I get into this, sorry. Your socks. I'm going to, I love TikTok. Okay. I, Hello, my name is Katie, and I'm a TikTok addict. Hi, Katie. It's when you oh. say hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. And then I feel at peace. Uh -huh. So I have a problem, but it's very hilarious. And there is this TikTok that I will share, and I'll have Sean put the link in the description, of a little girl who hates socks so much so that she says she can't walk normal with them on. I don't want to give anything else away. but I my totally feel this. But my favorite of her quotes is she yells back at her mom who made her wear socks because it's cold out. Socks are not the favorite. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so I don't want to, I want you all to watch it because she pretends she cannot walk with socks on. That's what she's doing. She's okay. 100% committed. It's I feel her cute. and I, I think I understand. But I love that the mom TikToked it like, and, and like the, the gifs that she has pop up on the screen. Back into the story. Okay. Sibling story. When my younger brother was about 10, he played little league baseball during the summer as it was off season for hockey. Hey, hey, hey. His first love. Hockey was his first love. Trust me when I say I could make the, um, trust me when I say I could make the drive up I-75 from Toledo to Trenton, Michigan with my eyes closed because he played on a travel league. Oh, cool. Anywho, it was late on a Saturday night before a big game. The next day he'd gone to bed early while the rest of us were watching TV. It was hot and we didn't have AC. I feel that. I want to get out of here before that happens, by the way. I can't take another summer, man. I can't do it. I can't do it, Sean. I can't. Okay. So we had the front door partially propped open. All of a sudden, we heard footsteps thundering in the upstairs hallway and down the steps. In an instant, before anyone could register what was happening, the blur of a 10-year-old boy clad only in a pair of tidy, tidy whities <laughs> shot into the entry, grabbed his mitt, and flew out the door yelling, I'm going to be late. <laughs> I love that he grabbed his mitt. He's in his underwear. Uh, 
Oh my God. And took off running down the street. Quick as a flash, my dad and older brother were out the door after him and finally managed to grab him only half a block down the street. He'd been dreaming and sleepwalking, had no clue about how he'd gotten there, but once back <laughs> home. <laughs> I'm going to be late. <laughs> See you later, champ. <laughs> we let him get about two blocks. Right? He followed, make sure he didn't get hit by a car, but it was pretty funny. Right? Knock him dead. Just let him run out. He's going to be late. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> Oh my God, that's too good. I do have, I don't sleepwalk, but I follow someone on TikTok who does and she's hilarious. But whenever we have to get up early, it doesn't happen. Obviously we don't have any reason to like, we're not traveling now, but when we used to travel a lot, sometimes I would wake up like <gasps> thinking that I hadn't woken up and missed the alarm or something. Ugh, it's the worst. Okay. <clears throat> It'll be late. He's half a block down the street. He'd been dreaming, sleepwalking, had no clue, no clue how he'd gotten there. But once he came home, he simply went back up into bed and went to sleep as if nothing had happened. Wow. We always bring it up whenever we can because the story is always good for a laugh. 100%. Please keep sharing. You said you have lots and that's just one. I'm excited for more. Okay. Karen goes on. My 15 minutes of fame also came at a young age, Katie. My uncle was county safety commissioner at the time, and the local news station wanted to do a spot for Poison Prevention Week. So we he recruited my three-year-old sister and me. I was five. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the where you, you know. I was cast in my first role. It's as, the Mr. Uh, Ick. Remember the Mr. Ick stickers? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Mr. Ick. Yeah, I think we had that too. We did. We, I think we talked about it on the pod a while back. Okay. My job was to sit in a chair with my mother's purse, pull out a bottle of pills that were candy, open it and eat them. This was in the days before childproof caps. So easy peasy, not to mention the bonus score of eating candy. My sister's job was to climb over under the kitchen sink, open a bleach bottle filled with Kool-Aid and take a swig. So my mother dressed up, dressed us in our matching Sunday best dresses and curled our hair. Really realistic. I know. <laughs> hey, you're going to be on t- TV. Going to be famous. Yeah. And we made our act debut. Nice. After we returned home, my mother called all the relatives to tell them to watch the 6 p.m. news. Nice thing is they also shot a series of stills to use in a print campaign and gave them to us. Unfortunately, I can't share as my sister has them. So there you have it. I was a childhood TV mogul at five. That's really. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope you get a little chuckle from my stories and can't wait to see what next weekend brings. All the best, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Karen. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that they a made them chug a <laughs> childhood television uh, action. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I remember before, I don't know if we had childproof tops or not when I was a kid, but I do remember all the Mr. Yuck. There was a bunch of this poison prevention weeks. And, and that's had, what it was. Mr. Yuck, not Mr. Mr. Egg. Yuck. Yes. Yeah. And it was little stickers. We had them on everything. They it's were like, like a green face. black with green. And he'd be like, eh. and we had a bunch of commercials, probably similar to what Karen was in where the kids would, taste something they'd be like i don't feel good and they'd be like that's because you ate something you shouldn't i'm gonna be sick and then they you know pretend that you got real sick and they'd be like mr yuck tells you it's not gonna it's not tasty this is not candy it'll make you very sick and you were like oh you know the things they try to tell children probably saturday in between my saturday cartoons okay one more okay i know i said that was the last one but one more from sue our science correspondent. Hello, Sue. 15 minutes of fame, vaccines again, and an unfortunate street sign. <laughs> I'm already excited. Okay. Hello from your science consultant. First off, I will Buongiorno. share. Buongiorno. Um, she's not Italian, but that's okay. That's all we right. Can, it's fine. She knows what it means. Yeah. 
She's a scientist. Moin. First off. Allô. <laughs> Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs> Salut. Ça va? What was it I said in French? Au revoir. Which yeah. like, see you later. <laughs> He's like, bonjour. I'm like, au revoir. Okay. First off, I will share my 15 minutes of fame. A few years ago in the UK, we had heavy snow, which basically brought the country to a halt. I was working in a stem cell lab that night, producing a stem cell transplant for a cancer patient in London. To cut a long story short, because Sue is out my there fucking God, saving lives. I've done lives. nothing with my life. And at the risk There's of Sue saving people's lives with stem cells, I'm like, what is a stem cell? I don't even know. It's like a cell with a stem on it. No. And she already kind of like told a lollipop us. lollipop. No. Shape. No. Stop. False. I don't know. They have to make a retraction. I know. She's saving people, though. And Redacted. Okay. okay. To cut a long story short, at the risk of sounding melodramatic, the patient needed the transplant ASAP or would likely die. Yeah, you're working in life or death here. It's not dramatic. It's just, it's the truth. Due to the snow, we couldn't find a courier who would take the cells the 80-ish mile trip. A friend of me ended up filling his uh, Peugeot 206 with snacks and drinks from the staff tea room and taking all the jumpers, etc. This is we, fantastic. That we could find from the office and doing the trip ourselves. We jumpers did. being uh, sweaters, right? Yes. It's like all the warm clothes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I should no, have no, said I, that. Not like jumpers. Or maybe she meant jumper cables. No, I think jumpers. Like it was cold out. Mm -hmm. And so just in case they potted the car in the. Yeah. yeah. Want to make sure you don't die. Freeze. Of, you don't freeze to death. Okay. Um. There Sue is rushing down. And end up doing the trip ourselves. Mm -hmm. We did have some sketchy moments, but made the trip successfully. And as a result, we got a few local papers. I'm the one without the beard. <laughs> you can see Sue. There she is. Yeah, Sue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sue to yeah. the rescue. Yes. Rescue Sue. Just snow-stopping heroic cell delivery. Oh, my God. How amazing. Amazing. So Sue saved somebody. Yeah, it says. Through a snowstorm. Her and Jeff. Made the trip. Jeff's the one with the beard, right? He's the one with the beard. Okay. Last week, I got another highly selective piece of uh, fame. My shrink had me drawing various things. Wow. Wow. I'm going to show it here in a second. One of which was adult me looking after child me. Oh, that's so cool, Sue. So I did this drawing of me taking me to the zoo. Wow. Oh, geez. So good. Except, wait, let me see again. Yeah. Exceptional. Yeah. Right? Okay, you can okay. look more later. I got to keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I know. This is an audio podcast, Sean. You got it. Let's move it along. I shared the picture at a group I belonged to, and they asked if they could use it in their CBT manuals. <gasps> so, so now people accessing NHS mental health services will be treated to a drawing of me. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah, Sue, Sue's a total rock She's star. She's so talented. Yeah. Sweet mama jamma. Hmm. Okay. Now, as requested, part two of my vaccine odyssey. Last time, blah, blah, blah. sorry, <clears throat> Sue, I'm not doing you justice. Start over. Last time I talked about mRNA vaccines. The other type of vaccine being used for COVID is what's called viral vector vaccine. VVV. That's where they put the dead bits in you. V -v 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 right? Little dead bits of, or not dead, but like broken virus. Yes, I think so. <laughs> viral vector vaccine. Johnson and Johnson. cubed. There's FFF and v -v 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 Johnson and Johnson and the Oxford AstraZeneca, which is common in the UK vaccines, both work this way. A viral vector is a virus. This is very fun to say. A viral vector. vector is a virus that can be thought of as a biological taxi. So vector meaning, you know, it's taking something to it. The passenger in the taxi is the instructions for making a little bit of the COVID virus that doesn't make you sick. Once the viral taxi 
and its COVID passenger get into the cell, the passenger is dropped off. That's where they said in their lift instructions. They're dropped Thank off you. at the cell's replication department where lots of copies are made. I picture like a little cell being like, I'll be with you in a minute. Making copies on the... <laughs> Like a government building. Yes. Papers everywhere. Number 37. I have plans. Can I jump the line? Wait. Number 37. Nope. Nope. Wait in line. All the while copy. (laughs) These copies are sent to the construction department, the doozers, where a bit of the COVID protein is made. Okay. So they made the copies. The cell's like, thanks for the plans. And then I'm sending it to the doozers. Then. Down a fraggle rock. Just as before, with the mRNA vaccines, the immune system spots that these new uh, COVID proteins are trouble. So it's like, red alert, we have imposters, imposters. So from now on, the immune system will be on the lookout for this troublemaker and take it down fast. They're all wearing blue hats. Get them out of here. Get out of here. Okay, so that's how that works. Well... First of all, uh, I've been watching the news for a year. Never and understood it. Ha- yeah, a year and a half. And no one has cl- explained it as concise as that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, chief science officer, chief communicator, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Sue, Sue, you got many talents. And I appreciate it because that makes a lot more sense. First, I really she's actually, called, We call her the science consultant or liaison. liaison. I just like saying liaison. All right. <laughs> okay. The 23rd of March is my one-year anniversary of catching COVID. Mm-hmm. It's been a whole year. She posted about this on Patreon, mm-hmm. by the way. Oh. So a whole year of being too ill to leave the house. And the ending of lockdown doesn't matter to me as I will likely be still be too ill to do anything that I used to enjoy. What's going on, though? She, so she, she has, has long, long COVID. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like fabs. So the side effects are... Uh, Exhaustion. Yeah. And then... I've heard like enlarged heart. Mm-hmm. I've heard... Lung damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarring of... Uh, mm-hmm. um, Fabs talks about, and I don't know if Sue, Sue's maybe talked about this too. You can let us know, Sue. But Fabs, uh, my friend who also has long COVID, says she just feels like constant brain fog. Like it just can't... It's like really hard to focus. It takes like twice the effort. So <laughs> just please think about how you might feel... Um, please think about how that might feel for you when considering whether or not you get your jab, meaning your vaccine. Because, yeah. Good point. It would suck. And finally, to lighten the mood, pull us out of the pit of despair. In the UK, this is a genuine road name. Bell End. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, madame, you have a bell end. Hope you both are well. Says Sue, and you have permission to show the images. Thank you, Sue. Amazing. Okay, I could keep going, but I feel like... Hey, Sue, thanks for writing it. I really appreciate it. Um, it's time. What a wonderful batch of, uh, of letters this week. It went by really quick. It did. Uh, I enjoyed, I, I enjoy every episode. Me but too. This was a fun one. Very fun. If you enjoyed today's episode, uh, don't forget to share it with friends, family, sure. people on different planets, universes, wherever. Dogs, cats. We don't discriminate. Perhaps your gerbil wants to listen. Maybe they want to give us a five-star review. We don't know. You know, maybe put the video on uh, when you go off to work so your dog can watch. They, they might like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's that thing on YouTube of, like, videos for dogs oh, and so cats good. and birds and all sorts of shenanigans. I fell down that rabbit hole. You and I discovered it by accident we during did. COVID lockdown. I was like, what is this channel for cats? cats? It's all and it was, like, birds, birds in the yard and the dude is feeding. He had a little menagerie set up. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please leave reviews. Please share. And 
that's really it. Oh, and don't forget, if you have any funny, ridiculous sayings that your family members have said or things you grew up thinking were normal to say and then later learned, eh, not so normal, please, please, please let us know at otdmpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.